Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello, welcome to the Coldholic Wrestling Podcast, joined by myself, Mafu, the lovely host, Mr. Adam Pacitti. Give us a wave. Hello. Host. You're okay. the host, Matthew. Yeah, you're the host. Join oh, yeah, that's by what that Matthew. means, isn't it? And the co-host, uh, Jack the Jobber. How are you doing, Jack? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? It's doing all right until that introduction. And this is the first... Call it Wrestle Podcast, we're doing together during the lethal lockdown that only the Two. Northeast are experiencing. Mm. But the lethal local lockdown. So, so the, local- the, the local lockdown's over now, though, right? Because everybody's got the same rules. It's the same no. rules nationally. No, no. I've got, yeah, yeah, well, Jack, go on. Because we, ours is slightly different, I believe, because we have been, we can't, oh, yeah, is it the same? When we can't. We can't meet up with, we can't socialize with people outside of our own households, but the rest of the country can in a pub or a bar, but not in their homes. But I don't know if we should. It's not illegal. It's just strongly discouraged. Or is it illegal? I don't even know. I don't know. No, it's not illegal. I just don't, don't, we just won't kiss each other and it's fine. Oh. Anyway. I got no, I got no idea what's going on. But don't worry. Fret not about the outside world. This is all about escapism and the world of wrestling and the Kololic universe of silly in-jokes and knob gags. So fret not, pull up a chair or put your phone on the shelf and do whatever you're doing with us in the background. But first of all, Mr. Bacchini, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, I, uh, nice week. Oh, nothing to report, really. Just getting my steps in still, doing the Pokemon Go thing. I'm a happy boy. I'm looking. I'm genuinely looking forward to Clash of Champions as well. I think it's a it's an it's a pretty decent card for what a lot are considering a bit of a throwaway pay per view. There's a couple of bits of interest on there. Oh, and yourself, Jack? I'm okay. I'm not as optimistic about a Clash of Champions as Adam is, but there are one or two matches that I am interested in. Roman and Jay is the match that I'm interested in. Uh, ladder match yeah. do you know what in fact this week I feel like there's yeah the ladder match is well true uh, this week I feel like there's been a bit of a return to normality because Smackdown's the better one again and Raw's really bad so I'm a bit more like I know what's going on I feel orientated because everything's right the, the feng shui of WWE is in its right positions again <laughs> Raw is bad <laughs> uh, Matthew how are you Matthew yeah how are you no, I like how Jack's put that though uh, I'm I'm almost happy 
that there's some crap wrestling to complain about and rant about because right now it's the only regular thing I have going in my life. So at least doing this is, uh, you know, feels like socialising and I'll take that. Over the other thing I did, which was last Friday, I decided to drink all of the uh, Captain Morgan pineapple and mango tiki because it goes down very well. Surprisingly easy to down an entire bottle. Um, Me and my four walls, yes, um, due to the lethal lockdown. So I drank that, and uh, I don't think I'll be drinking again until uh, 2023, to be honest with you, mate, because I don't like rum or whiskey that goes down that easy um, because you end up drinking it like it's LucasAide. And uh, Saturday was not a good day for me. I saw <laughs> you tweeting. Oh, yeah, yeah you oh, just yeah, the lovely was... Tom Campbell-esque tweet that you put out. I bloody love That's every it. single one of you. yeah. I felt really good. And then the next day I'm like, oh, you can all go to hell. <laughs> Don't ask me Delete for tweets. I didn't mean it. No, no, it turns out I didn't mean any of those positive things I said. So, uh, so yes, but I needed to do that just to purge out the bad things and get rid of the good things, which is saying goodbye to Jack. That's fine. Look at that. He's got that all queued up and ready. Here we have this new gimmick of Colaholic where we think it's really funny to drop out of Discord at inappropriate times. Oh, Jack, you card, he's back again. See, it's so funny. If you like it's that the joke, funniest, it's the like? funniest of gags. I was going to say, if you like that joke, don't worry, we're repeating it endlessly throughout this uh, podcast. But right now, let's hit the news and we'll you know, put in the sad gear, as it were. The big story this week, Legion of Doom, Road Warrior Anor passed away at the age of 60. Sadly happened, the first person to break the news seemed to be Hulk Hogan. So a lot of people went, ah, he's fine then, is he? And then a few hours later, other people went, no, he is actually, has actually passed away. And yeah, uh, he's a member of the the legendary, amazing tag team known as the Bull Royals Legion of Doom. And they should be remembered for that period of time when there was nothing like them on earth. Coming out to Iron Man by Black Sabbath, the face paint, the, the reverse mohawk that Hawk had. The shoulder pads with spikes on, the crazy promos where Hawk would watch Saturday morning cartoons for inspiration, you know. Is that real? Yeah, according to the Dark Side of the Ring, you'd watch stuff like He-Man and go, that's a great line, and right <laughs> using a promo. So, yeah. Any thoughts about the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom, Pachidi? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, just a, another part of our childhoods lost isn't it it's just it, it it's, it's really especially sad because he was only 60 years old um but i've got really really fond memories for for my money genuinely and uh, i think they were the, the the best tag team ever i was sort of going through tag teams uh in my in my head the other day and i think as far as like um, yeah, just just historically, I think they are they are the, the best ever. The Doomsday Device is the best tag finisher ever. I'm not saying that they were the best wrestlers or anything like that, but just completely captivating. Couldn't take your eyes off them. Just a couple of lads who came in and beat people up and were, yeah, as you say, incredibly unique. And I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but they were my favorite wrestling figures to play with as a kid. Mm. I had the Hasbros. Um, Road Warrior Animal had the um, the Gorilla Press action figure and Hawk had the one where you'd push him down and he would spring up I love yeah. playing with them and all the spikes broke off straight away if you try and buy some now if you look at eBay now and try and buy um, a Road Warrior Animal or Hawk action figure all of the spikes will be broken off because they were played with a lot yeah they were just just amazing. very sad very sad I, I didn't uh, being a bit younger I, I didn't have like childhood memories of Hawk and Animal really but watching old footage back of like not when they returned, but like their heyday, uh, 
the pops they got were absolutely amazing. Like in in every well, apparently they were big in like every territory, and then Japan, and then the main companies as well. So you can just tell what an impact they had, and I'm sure they influenced like loads of other. Like the Dudley Boys have quite a clear Legion of Doom influence, surely being all big and intense, I suppose. So yeah, it is very sad, but you know. There was a nice outpouring on Twitter of like positive memories about Animal, so that's that's a good thing. Hmm. Apparently, he was and a I'll, lovely guy. I was uh, I was talking to to Rich, who's who's running our new um, cultaholic uh, shop, um, and he was just saying because it did some stuff with uh, with Wrestle Crate, and he was just saying what a pleasure Animal was to work with and what a gent he was, and he did low. He, he went the extra mile basically, um, and yeah, just a really uh, really lovely chap. And that's all I've all I've seen. Not that anybody is going to tweet negative stories, but I've seen so many positive stories that it's it's very very clear what an amazing uh, guy and what a family man he was as well. And I'm going to look at the positive side. Uh, not that he's passed, but that the fact that a wrestler from that period made it to sixty. That's great for a wrestler that period. Let's face it, uh, the crazy stories we've all heard, all the drugs and crazy other stories going on. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk, famously, allegedly, used to wake himself up every day with a jar of monkey hormones. So don't ask me how that even works. Monkey hormones? Uh, that's, that's what I've heard. Oh, time to wake great. up. Look. Did you see um? Did you see Lance Storm's tweet about just saying, like, the, without the Road, Road Warrior animal? Sorry. Um, there was no. It was, he was just going going on about how, like, without um, the Road Warriors, he just wouldn't have become a wrestler, and he owes them everything. Uh, and then he went to a comic con in Wales, and they became friends as well. And he sort of thanked them, uh, thanked thanked Animal uh, for for not just uh, you know well, for for being his 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 friend later in life. It was really sad, but yeah, just so many so many nice messages um, mm. going about. Really sad. I think my favorite Road Warrior promo. NWA at the mother station they go when we're done with you it's gonna like someone put your face on fire and put it out with an axe <laughs> so I'm with that uh, another wrestling news Melina denies she signed a WWE even though lots of reports came out that she had re-signed and as people point out uh, lots of other people said that they've denied joining WWE when they've actually signed so who knows what's happening there it's the um, old edge thing, isn't it? He, he denied yes, it vehemently it. Uh, up until, uh, and, and he he was really clever. He didn't go out like Melina w- was going like, "Oh, all of these places reporting that I'm coming back." You're absolutely right. And she sort of ragged on all the news sites and and everything. Edge dealt with it, I thought, brilliantly. Not to take the attention away from Melina here, but he was just like, "No, no, and no," and that was it. And that put it to rest. To me, I, I think she's probably, I think she's probably resigned personally. We'll see. Only in wrestling would it be, you know, Vincent Man coming out. I'd like to say that Steve Austin will not be here tonight. And it's like, I say tonight. So now in real life, it's like, oh, <clears throat> Melina's denied it. She's coming back. Dustin Rhodes did the same when he was, there was rumors right, of him yeah. jumping to AEW. And he got very angry and then turned up in AEW. So, yeah. Working the um, marks, eh? The bloody mark. We're, we're just all a bunch of marky marks, aren't we? And the funky bunch. Uh, yeah, I think. Can you I not what, DM her? Get the inside scoop here, Jack. I don't even know if she still follows me. I think I she. she I think she. I know she does. I checked the other day when the news came out. But um, <laughs> but no, I don't want to DM her. I think my last like two or three messages were un unreplied to, so don't want to do it. Being last intense. time I messaged her was last time I messaged her was literally about three years ago. So no, I don't want to. Don't want to do that. Fair scared enough. of her. A bit scared. 
What would you want to see her do if she, if she comes back to WWE? Do you see her as a as a full time wrestler again? Do you um, see a valet manager? I'd like to see her in the sort of um, Mickey James role where Mickey James floats about in the background, but then once in a while can be relied upon to just have a like a banger of a match with someone. And Melina's good as well. Like she was one of those wrestlers during a difficult period where people like herself and Mickey James were actually like the workers of the division. So. I'd like to see her do that. She can also be a great heel manager like we saw when she was in Eminem. So just whatever, really. I, I wouldn't mind seeing her back on TV at all. I think she's very talented. I, I, I answered that like it was illegal. Just like to say, I think Melina's very talented. According <laughs> <laughs> oh, to John Albert and Sean Ross Sapp, two reliable sources, there's been a breakout of COVID in NXT, apparently spread via a coach, but as of the day of this news story, the names haven't been announced, so as soon as this podcast has come out, no doubt uh, 30 people have got it, and there's been another even worse news story. And kind of related, but not related, in AW as well, Lance uh, Archer, I was coming lead Lance Hoyt then, was going to have the match on Dynamite, but obviously that got changed because he's also tested positive for COVID, so he was off. So not a good time to be running or, any type of live events. Or did he say on Twitter that he came into contact with somebody? I oh my apologies! I, have, I, yeah, I, think, I feel like the initial report said that he tested positive, and then he said that he was isolating. Right. But he may have also said that he. I can't remember, but either way, he's out for a couple of weeks. So yeah. yeah. The key thing was he was off of AW Dynamite after supposed to have a match. So, and we're trying to end it on somewhat kind of happy because bloody hell, dressing news. Not laugh a minute. WWE selling Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker wines. Now. I was under the impression that there's only two types of wine drinkers. There's uh, what I call the Pachiti types. You know, imagine if you were to get a wine in, you'd have to make sure it's the right Merlot to go over roast chicken or whatever. And then there's my Great mates. Great combo. Great combo. Thank you. Thank you. I'll Google that. And there's my mates who were drinking wine because it's on offer in Tesco so they can get drunk quicker. So I definitely know who this caters to, and it's not your type of person, Pachiti. But would I'm you drink big, this? I'm- yeah, well, I, I think the, the plan is we're going to try and get a, a few bottles in um, when there's a UK supplier and have a have a bit of, have a couple of bottles of plonk um, on the channel. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. I it's it's just it's just wine that's had a sticker put on it, isn't it? Really, I don't. It's 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 going to be a fine wine. It's going to be a a ten fifteen quid bottle of wine, maybe that they're going to charge whatever it is sixty dollars for because it's is got it, a fancy sticker on. Is it? Are they both red? I don't know. Ooh. Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm not. I didn't look too too much into it, but they're yeah, they're charging a, a, a fortune for them, and yeah, I'll, I'll give them a go. I, 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 I'm not even a wine drinker, really, Matthew. Do oh, I just look the sort? Sound like yeah, the sort? You do. I like an ale. Yeah, we'll try them for sure. Are you going to get a bottle, Matthew? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. No. Okay. Have some of ours. My oh, COVID's thanks. gone. When what about you, Jack? Do you drink wine? Mm, not, not often. If uh, if I'm like at a meal with some friends, if we've met up from like like old schoolmates or something, and people are like sharing a bottle of wine, then I'll join in to as long as it's white. I can't drink red wine; it's horrible. But if it's white wine, I'll happily have a, a couple of glasses of white wine. But apart from that, I don't really see the appeal of it as much. But some people like it. Do you, Matthew? 
Uh, no, but I'll. I don't know why I found that so amusing. Um, what? No, but why I will are drink. you laughing? I don't. <laughs> we just go around. And say, Do you like yeah, wine? <laughs> I yeah, like wine. Is... White wine. It's fascinating stuff. Steve, you're, no, you're right, asked, just... well, you, to be fair, I got asked. I wasn't just going on a wine <laughs> no, tangent. No. I wasn't just going on a wangent. Leave no. your <laughs> wine thoughts in the comments section down below, everybody. Nice. Yeah. If Brett Hart was putting out wine, it would be wine. W-H-I-N-E. And <laughs> uh, that was the news. Yay, news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Oh, now it's everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Billy Joel, 14%. What's Oof. gone wrong with the world? I know. And I was watching The Boys on Amazon because season two's out now. And Billy Joel plays a kind of very loose part of it. So I thought that you just watched The Boys and you were like, oh, yeah, Billy Joel. But no, it turns out it was just coincidence. You messaged me specifically to ask that. Actually. I did, yes. And I said no. And then the conversation stopped. <laughs> <laughs> the Boys was on. No, uh, fair enough. Walter ripping into West Ham, 39%. Uh, it's a shame. It was a good clip, that. In first place, though, by a clear margin, Charlie Bucket's mum. 47%. And for some continuity for all the people who do watch all the videos on this channel, and please let us know if you do do that, you weird person. On another video we did for predictions, we were wondering, because I never thought about this until Jack brought it up, where is Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? Or will he, will he uh, bloody hell the film's called? Is it actually set? Because I know if you Google it, they said, oh, they filmed some stuff in um, Germany. But where's it supposed to actually be? Because some people are speaking British, some people are speaking American. And apparently, yeah, you were right, Jack, as I was Googling between uh, shows. No, it's not clearly defined where they are. This is people walking around with different accents. It's, it's a big old same, melting pot, isn't it? It's a big old melting same, pot. All, same, all universe, same universe as 1984. <laughs> yeah, they are. Everyone is all. Was, but, I mean, fair play to Mrs. Bucket for um, getting in the Hall of Fame. Was... I feel like before I really knew what was what, I feel like I th had a bit of a crush on her as a child. Was she quite a pretty woman? She wasn't unattractive. She was a bit like, well, she was rough around the edges because she was looking after that. that she was, yeah, 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 she was Ooh. working her, working her let's thing. Not, let's not mention here. his name. We, we won't mention his name again because I don't want to bring up. She yeah. should have gone to the chocolate factory. Yeah, of it course was she her, Yeah, she should yeah, But then who would look after the, in the bed? Himself. Well, one of them can walk about, yeah. Yeah. He can he dance can. and sing. They think if they put like, you know, they put a carrot in front of a donkey to make it go. If they put like a golden ticket in front of all the old people who've had the house cleaned in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking complete bollocks as we tend to do, but we still have actually some content. Bacidi, as the winner of last week, you may go first. What is your pick for the Hall of Fame? Uh, I, I really struggled this week because all I've been watching on on YouTube again is Crime Watch, and I'm not about to put um, a murderer in in the Hall of Fame. I hope I'm not because I'm choosing Triple Jump, um, who hit the their 100,000 um, subscriber milestone this week, which was uh, yeah amazing, amazing, and they they're just um, just a great bunch of people to work with obviously you see um you see ben and peter on camera um but behind the scenes uh, is a, a great team of editors and writers and it was just it, it's it's great and I, I i love what they're they're doing their content's really good it's basically i'm just promoting our sister channel here really but they deserve <laughs> a big old mention um because they're they're bloody lovely guys and gals i hate james james can do yeah, one. James is a bad man. 
Yeah, well, he, he was on Crime Watch. <laughs> he uh, he supports Man United first of all, uh, and he won the fantasy football league last year, the office one. So I I, I was devastated when that happened. How's he doing so, this year? It started now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Guess who's top? Jack the Jobber. Andrew, who knows f all about football, is somehow top of the league. See, I didn't want to join because I thought, oh, I'll, I just won't stand a chance. I'll pick the ones with funny names, put them in there, and and but right. apparently. So, What's happened is, right, Andrew Andrew didn't do well last year, but you know you know Andrew and Owen are like little best mates, aren't they? Oh, we're both gaming lads. Oh, look at us, right? Pathetic. Andrew has been getting help from Owen, basically. And it's backfired oh. on it's backfired on Owen because Andrew's now battering him in the league, so Well good. Don't help yeah. your mates is the is the story. Yeah, never help story. your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Every man is an island. That's the famous saying. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what were we talking about? The Hall of Fame picks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yours was Triple Jump. Yeah, Triple Yeah, they do, They deserve They're just nice nice blokes, aren't they? Similarly, mine is uh, Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just Raphael. Oh. None of the other three arseholes from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Raphael yeah. was red, correct? Raphael was the red one. Red one, yeah. As a child, I thought I liked Michelangelo the best because oh, he's the stupid one. He's funny. He doesn't care. There's a big, there's a big sort of divide in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, isn't there? Leonardo's the goody two shoes and is actually kind of the leader, the blue one. Yeah. Raphael is kind of a maverick. He's kind of angry. Something's not right. He gets cross a lot, and he he doesn't. He doesn't play well with others. You see and a lot of yourself in him, I assume. No, no. And then Donatello is the... <laughs> Donatello's like, I'm good at science. Like, he's he's now... I know some people prefer Donatello. I think Matthew's a Donatello guy, from what I remember. But I'm going for Raphael, because in a similar way... Basically, what reminded me of Raphael is Hangman Page on AEW and his story, his arc... He's not been going through the best time. He needed some friends to help pick him up. And, you know, the rest of the Turtles slash Elite didn't, didn't at all. And I see a lot of Leonardo in Kenny Omega, arrogant, while trying to be like a nice guy. Raphael's just who he is. And that's why I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. Thanks, everyone. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, any thoughts on the Teenage Mutant? Matthew... Matthew Matthew will know more about them than I do, so he might be able to pick a few holes in this See, argument. I was laughing because you were going through, uh, I think that's the leader and I think that's the nerdy one. I'm literally doing the theme song in my head. Leonardo <laughs> leads, Donadello does machines. Does machines. Does machines. He needs to get mean? arrested for that. He needs to be on a list. He does <laughs> machines. <laughs> you can fix the printer. Um, yeah, so they're going through, because this, you know, this is wonderful times of Saturday morning cartoons when the theme song not only had to be very catchy, but also had to explain what everyone does, you know, so leads and does machines. It kind of works. The whole what, idea is the, What, what do the other power. ones do? Then it does machines. Raphael, it's cool. It's true. Give me a break. Michelangelo is a party dude. A party dude. They're all working hard. They're all training and working for the big fight with Shredder and it's Michelangelo just dancing. Guy, pathetic. Like Kenny Omega. Michael Away, would you say? Michael, well, Ra- Ra- Leonardo is like Omega. Raphael's Hangman. Okay. Donatello's uh, uh, Tony Khan. I was going to say, yeah, Tony Khan. 
and Michelangelo is bloody Michael Nakazawa. Hmm. It's not a perfect analogy, but it works. I think it's good. And I, I appreciate the Ninja Turtles things, just the fact that... You ever see the live-action film? Yeah, you, you once described... Um, you once described Samoa Joe in disguise yeah. as looking like, oh, you're going to do that? Because <laughs> gonna... there's, there's a bit in the film where Raphael's like, I'll, I'll disguise myself because he's a giant effing radioactive turtle. This giant coat and hat. And it's, you know, pretty funny and iconic if you remember that. Uh, <laughs> NXT, Newcastle. Everyone goes to head of steam. Samoa Joe shows up. Because, you know, the one Samoan dude in all of the Northeast shows up with a giant coat and a hat, like, <laughs> like no one, hi. And instantly everyone knows who it is. But then my mate goes up, he goes, are you Samoa Joe? And he goes, yeah, but don't tell everybody while everybody's looking at him. And he has one <laughs> shot, realizes, then leaves. So, yeah, uh, I like it. Do you remember when Moose walked into the, uh, where were we? Trillions, is it Trillions, Trillions yeah. yeah. Trillions, and yeah. immediately just showered with Moose chance. They knew yeah, it was Moose. Felt they bad knew. for the bar staff whenever we went somewhere after a show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the that was a that was a good night. I didn't go out after that NXT house show. Me and Ross went together, and we barely knew each other. Uh, and we sat together, and it was just me and him. And I think that remains the high point of our friendship. <laughs> that, uh, that NXT house show. But I don't remember what we did after. But we definitely didn't go to the head of steam. Ash, who runs Rise, the nightclub that mm. we often frequent. Uh, he apparently had a chat with Sami Zayn that night all about like old school punk rock and stuff. Everyone had a nice time with the NXT lads and I don't remember where me and Ross went. I think we might have just gone to like the Charles Grey. What year was this? 2016? 2015, the back uh, end of 2015. Great roster there as well. I bet they had oh, a it was an time. insane show. It was Balor and Zayn. Uh, mm. Neville and Baron Corbin, I think, but Neville won because everyone really wanted Neville because mm-hmm. it was in Newcastle. Did Neville go uh, out after? I didn't, I, didn't, well, I didn't see anyone. Oh, yeah, Matthew, Thank- did he go? You were out, yeah? No. Well, he didn't go to the head of steam. You know, Finn Balor was coming up as Smojo was coming down, and he was just like, no, nah, nah. it's, <laughs> it's full of marks, man. Like, oh. um, The ring announcer, oh, what's his name? He was there. And that's oh, so bad, sorry. Oh, I love him. And also, um, what's his name? Bull. Uh, Bull Fitz. Bull Dempsey. Yeah. Bull. Is it Paul Dempsey? Yeah. yeah Paul sure. James as well. Paul James, Paul James yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Paul James, uh, because Baron Corbin said, oh, I hung out with a botchmania dude. He said, he must have gone, oh, dude, where are you? Can I see you next tomorrow morning? I went, yeah, sure. And then I went there and he'd already gone. And I went, ah, you got me, you get. And he so, went, oh, I just overslept, dude. I'll see you next time. I'm like, next time you're in Newcastle. Fantastic. NXT never came back to Newcastle for some reason. I walked up those yeah. steps, by the way. You know where Pac was doing his promos for AEW? Mm. Getting my steps in. I, yeah, I, I walked up those last Friday. Stinker piss. It's the, yeah. the, the, piss, the pissiest place that I've ever been. If I'm if I'm at my girlfriend's and we nip to the shops and then come back, those steps, man, it's an absolute killer. Like, honestly. And scary once you get a bit further yeah, around and deep. Did you go past the bit with just all the clothes on the floor? There's just yeah. a, a bag of clothes. What's got, that about? Got to the top and I started, there was a there was a raid on on Pokemon. So I started doing that <laughs> and I felt very, very vulnerable. Mate, let me it's, tell you. It's, I mean, people hang out there and I'm, I don't know who it is, but it often stinks of like magical cigarettes. If, if, you, if you catch my drink. It's, it's pack. It's pack. <laughs> yeah, he's just there. 
Living in the, the wild. All the clothes are his. <laughs> mm. Matthew, what's yours? Oh, yeah, my, Discla- disclaimer, disclaimer for Calder Hollow. We have no re- we have no record that Pack is smoking magic cigarettes in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's plenty of other doylums doing it. Um, mine is, it's a weird one, but I'm going in the spirit of the rest of the podcast. <sighs> All right. There's a guy on Twitter who has been DMing me, and I legit can't remember when he started DMing me this because I muted him and had to lead to the conversations. And then his DM still got through. And I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure I set my sentence to not, <laughs> to no one DM me unless I know you. <laughs> they still came through, so it must be fade. And he's D- he DM me, DM me. And then last Friday when I was having um, Captain Morgan Mania, it came through yet again. And the thing he's been DMing me for at least a year is please for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame, can you please nominate... Uh, Big Show's big yellow shirt he was wearing when he turned on Cena to help John Laurinaitis win <laughs> in 2011. Why? And every time I've seen this, I've been like, sod off, you know, go away, how dare you, whatever. And it would come up, even though I muted him. So again, it must be the planets aligning, it must be destined. So I went, you know what, mate, I'm in a good mood. I'm definitely doing it this week. And I said that whilst in the influence of Captain Morgan, so I have to do it now. So to, to Graham Sands 316, it only took you a year of persistently messaging me. So as soon as I put this in, I know just for the messages that you're the type of guy to go, no, Matthew, that was a joke. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe no, you actually took it seriously no, or whatever. It is de- it's definitely going to win as well. It's definitely going to win. Uh, and I'm worried, I'm concerned that, that it's going to lead to a horrible chain of you just using Graham's picks every week and you'll have a bit of a cartel going on. In the Hall of Fame, can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a picture now, and I I can't because I can't picture it in my head, and I can't see it. I oh. search Big Show yellow shirt WWE. The problem is I'm on Bing because this is a new laptop. Oh, you're uh, It doesn't have credit. So that, that's the that's Bing. the worst, isn't it? It's just it's, it's, there's a picture of Mojo Rawley and his bro me yellow. There's a lot of Cena in yellow shirts. A lot of which are photoshopped. There's uh, Big Show is the showster at Backlash. I, I oh, can't remember good. it, but that's going to win because it's got wrestling in it, right? By default, it's... Oh, no. Actually, you know what? I'm all right with you not voting for it. Wait, I just checked. Graham Sands says, no, wait, vote for Raphael instead. There there we go, because this guy's going to get too much power in his head. But yeah, it just shows the, the type of fans that we have at Cultaholic. They are persistent. They are lovely. Uh, sometimes they're a bit creepy, but we love all of them <laughs> all the same. So thank you very much. Finally, Graham Sands. I know you can put this to rest and uh, maybe the, the mummy's curse will be lifted. Finally, you've got this nominated in the Hall of Fame. But thank you. Big Show's big yellow shirt from Over the Limit 2011. That was it. And that is your Hall of Fame selection. Woof. So we have Raphael, the Ninja Turtle. Raph uh, to his friends. Raph to his friends. <laughs> I've already forgotten when yours is, Petit. Tri- triple jump. It is triple jump. Just all of them in general? Don't want to say one in particular all of them get some drama going? James. Except all of them James. Because he's Sportsman United, and that's a bad thing, apparently. Yeah. And I think you should vote for triple jump because one of them, I found out working there, is genuinely allergic to chocolate. So that yeah, lad has suffered is. enough. Well, Peter hey. doesn't like it. Oh, uh, right. I don't know if he's allergic. Is he allergic? He told me he was allergic. Bloody hell. Oh, I just this would be a great thing if he's made that up just to wind up. Oh, no, no, you know I've never, no, he always rejects. <laughs> if there's chocolate going around, you reject it. And I just assumed that he didn't like it, but makes sense. Or willpower. Yeah. So, yeah, they deserve your vote. And also, Graham Sands pick, Big Show's Big Yellow Shirt. 
And if you want to nominate any of them, why would you? You can by going to huh. patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. That says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. Ah. This week in wrestling. Starting off with SmackDown, which again is a great show because they only watch 15 minutes of it every week. Uh, Cesaro defeated Grand Metallic after both Kalisto and Lindsay Durant. Actually, you know what? There's loads of notes here for these bloody matches. These are nice, but I'm not going to say anything. Um, something, something, something. Lucha House Party now have a shot at the titles at Clash of Champions. Yay. I, I did the notes this week um, because Jack has a really busy Thursday. Uh, and so I, I copied what happened from WWE.com and then trimmed it down a little bit. But clearly I've not yeah. trimmed it down enough. I should have realized that nobody cares about Lucha House Party and maybe yeah. you didn't put little jokes in like I do. There's a couple. There's a couple. Oh, okay. Well, good. well, while you're... Uh... Well, I'm reading these no- jokes. What did you think? Are you hyped up for Lucha House Party? You seem to like them. There you go. M- me? Oh no, I like one of them, uh, but I'm not. I'm not hyped for this match. I-, I feel like maybe Nakamura and Cesaro could get cost by the Street Profits, but I think they're both going to keep those belts and then have another match later on. So I, I don't know. It follows the theme of a lot of these matches at Clash of Champions, which is that a lot of the challenges haven't been built up very well, in my opinion. The thing is, like, if Kalisto does do the proper turn at Clash of Champions, nobody's going to care. Yeah, they've they've sort of dropped it, haven't they? They kind of did it a bit and then dropped it. It's it's actually one that sort of favours the the Thunderdome, the empty arena era, because it would be the same reaction. In fact, you'll get more from Kevin Dunn just sliding the volume fader up. (laughs) So good luck to him. Yeah, I don't care. Kalisto will turn on him and the crowd will go, Shane O'Mac, Shane (laughs) O'Mac. Cool. Uh, Nikki Cross Was that defeated. A reference to the video games. Uh, no, on Raw, they did the Shane O'Mac, like the piped in those chants. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, why? Because it's it was in the Shane O'Mac, Shane O'Mac, superstar, oh. WWE superstar, living legend. <laughs> Speaking of living legends, Nikki Cross defeated Lacey Evans and <laughs> Alexa Bliss. Plus segue, Alexa Bliss, staring. Uh, she was good at the fact that. The sassy Southern Belle rubbed hand sanitizer into the eyes of the Scottish superstar. Yeah, she got the hand sanitizer. She got it in her eyes. Um, I, th- I kind of, I think that's all right, the, actually. The, I don't mind ref, that spot. The ref let, just let it happen. Yeah. Why? That's bad refereeing, you have to say. It's not a weapon. Maybe, maybe in, in Lacey's mind, she was, doing, she was doing a good thing and just being safe. It's a being weapon. Clean. It is it's a weapon. It's a fair it's not fair. The ref should be sucked. But what? What about water? What about water? Like, well, you know, where in a wrestling match where a wrestler grabs a bottle of water from an audience member and chucks it in the eyes, is that a weapon? Where's yeah, well, the they line? They shouldn't do it. Yeah, they shouldn't do it. But that I should be an instant line, DQ I in the main the event. Line, there's there's this, there's probably a certain percentage of how pure the water is, and if it if it if it crosses that, then it's a, then it's a foreign object because. You That's can't fair. be using hand sanitizer. So like if it's if it if the, the hand sanitizer is like below sixty percent alcohol content, then that's okay. But above, that's going to really sting your eyeball. I uh, I cut graded this week, uh, and and Sam was doing it, and the, my favorite bit of it was like, oh, imagine if getting hand sanitizer in your eye that would hurt loads. And then the jump cut is just him going. By the way, it probably wasn't hand sanitizer; it was probably water. And then he just moves on with the rest of it. Awesome yeah, I, I didn't mind it. It was a, it was a, it was a fine match. And then, uh, yeah, Alexa hitting Sister Abigail. 
on the outside doing that again. Cool. I, I missed your what? What was your? I missed your joke about Sam and you. you no, know, it wasn't really a joke. I was I cut I cut graded um, and uh, there was a bit where it, he was explaining what happened. The, and, the, the, the hand sanitizer on your eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the, the jump cut was him <clears> just going, oh, it probably wasn't uh, hand sanitizer, probably water. But you know, <laughs> it was really good. Stealing my sort of shtick, but that's all right. That seems like uh, my kind of delivery, but that's fine. It's oh, okay. Oh, oh. Take, take it up with Sam. It's fine. Are you Sorry, trying to transition like... the beef away from Matthew to Sam, who doesn't appear on the podcast? What beef? The beef between you and Matthew, which is no, is I, there's no beef. I just sometimes tension. get really, I just sometimes get really enraged by him. <laughs> but that's okay. And that's do you know okay. why it is? Do you know why it is? It's because you hate. I him. get, I, no, I get off to a bad mood at the start of every one of these podcasts because every time, regardless of who's on, when Richard's making us do our claps to sync the audio at the start, I'm always last, Richard. I know you're listening. I'm always the last to clap. And I don't know why that is, but it just really gets me in a bad mood. Matthew, you, you didn't give me my big intro this week either. Last week you were like, oh, and here's the head honcho, the granddaddy of them all. sexiest yeah. man. Yeah. And you didn't do that oh. this week. I, I was oh, looking forward that? to that. Yeah, can oh, you do okay. that now, just before we continue? All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Coldholic Wrestling Podcast with the slim, trim, buff, cut, cut. ripped, Chiseled and jacked, Mister Adam Pachiti. Oh Christ! <laughs> Whoa, Beautiful. that was scary. I knocked all the lights over. Carry on, mm, Smackdown, eh? And also, Jack. Mm-hmm. No, that what was else happened. Into- what else anyway, happened? Yeah, and then Alexa oh, Bliss. And also me, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss then was possessed, kind of, and then hit the uh, Sister Abigail. Something, something. Do you reckon she's getting involved yeah. on on Sunday, Alexa Bliss in the um, in Nikki's championship match? Yeah, yeah. You reckon over yeah. Sasha? I, I think it's more likely. She, yeah, I reckon she'll do something mean to Nikki, and it'll just carry on from there. Yeah, fair. And then Bailey delivers another shocking attack on Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha was firing back at Bailey for a heinous attack. They really love that word, don't they? Heinous. And scathing they, they message last that week. word, yeah. Yes. Heinous. Heinous. By letting the SmackDown Women's Champion know she'd be nothing without the boss. Shortly afterwards, Bailey blindsided her former friend with a steel chair attack and F. Banks sprawled on the floor once again. Wait a minute. Is that supposed to be in reference to her with the women's tag titles at WrestleMania? Sprawled on the floor, oh, Sasha. Oh, oh, I thought you put that in Pacini. Oh, sorry. Just my mind wandering. Uh, what do you think of this? Mr. Jack, you'll go first because I love you so much. <laughs> uh, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it. I just don't know how they're going to... I'm presuming that the end game is Sasha winning the Rumble and then a match at Mania between the two. I'm just wondering how... Do, that's quite a long way away, actually. Like, we're not even at Survivor Series yet, so I'm wondering how do they how do they drag this out until uh, WrestleMania? But they can do it. I think they can probably do it. It's just going to take a bit of... going to take a bit of wheel spinning to get there and I, I don't know how they're going to do it but yeah yeah I, I think they'll manage as well just because I think it's uh, it's probably the best women's feud uh, on the main roster at least um, for maybe even a couple of years I think they're Since really Becky nailing it yeah was around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think they're, they're nailing it I think it was a great promo as well I think Sasha really um, nailed the promo um, and the attack was good that rights are off for a little bit longer you've got to imagine so I guess that's how they're going to get there 
Um, is by no, like Be- Bailey can now actually go and get involved in another feud after Nikki. Let's say Nikki uh, and Alexa are going to do a thing. Um, Bailey can may- maybe even Naomi gets a shot. Bailey beats her to get Bailey even more heat, and then Sasha comes back. I reckon they'll do it. Mm. Matthew, good times. AJ Styles defeated Sami Zayn. What he's doing oh, is he's, he's reading the notes and thinking, I can't read these dry, dry notes. So he's panicking on what to do next. I think I think that's what Matthew was doing. And that is not what I'm doing. You get your dirty, dirty eyes out my clean head. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Sami Zayn. Zayn appeared headed for a win, or appeared to be headed for a win, with a crafty roll-up, but the officials stopped the count due to Zayn holding Styles tight. Despite the loss, Zayn quickly scrambled to declare it was not an official title match and demanded to be announced as the champion. Jeff Hardy would then emerge to take out both competitors and send the message in true Hardy fashion using tables and ladders. <laughs> it's so funny hearing you read the corporate WWE notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Jeff Hardy promos crack me up. Something rotten, honestly. The way he the way he talks is like the there was a there was a girl in my GCSE drama class who thought that everything had to be delivered in like the most dramatic way possible so if she was if, if the line was oh, i'm just going down the shops it'd be i'm just going down the shops <laughs> and jeff hardy does that do you know what i mean like when he was sat I, on the I ladder would, yeah. so i would disagree he is trying to make it dramatic but he always emphasizes the wrong word in the sentence <laughs> i'm going to the shops yeah he, he's dead dead yeah, but no. As I say, I think it's a, it's been a really good build. I don't have high hopes for Sami Zayn, who is the rightful champion and the rightful winner of that match. That hasn't happened yet, um, but uh, we'll see. And then finally, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso defeated Sheamus and King Corbin in a Samoan street fight. Big old brawl until the cousins teamed up for a rain spear and an Uso splash to take out Corbin for the win. Jay cheekily poses with a belt. And Roman laughs, but not for long. You're nailing that. You love doing that, don't you? Oh, but can we all try doing that at once? Like, pretend it... All right, it's scene. We're at the GCSE drama class. I, so I don't want to do that. that. I've got a horrible panic in my stomach, in my chest now. Oh, I don't want to do this. Well, let's, let's my, start with my, some my, more games. Mine's going to stupid. No, Zip zap boy, come on. Zip zap. Oh, oh, no. The ostrich has oddly shaped feet. There you go. I'm really. I don't like these drama games. <laughs> this has all made me very. This has all made me chest. very anxious. I, oh, I was never one to drama really like school. I thought you'd oh, I'm getting that. all. I'm getting all flustered. I don't like it. Palpitations. Mm. Ha ha ha. See, I feel yeah. stupid. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah, Thank you. nailed it. Nailed it. Guys, okay, guys, and so. Pachidi. We'll do it at the same time. We'll do it three, two, like okay. three, two, one. <laughs> Great for the audio, uh, listeners. Yeah. yeah. It's like when I tore that picture up of Thatcher. Went down yeah. very well on the podcast. Oh, feedback. yeah, you did do that. Yeah. Oh, Pachidi, we'll, do, we'll do the annotations. Uh, Pachidi puts in a lot of effort to smiling dramatically, then not smiling. Jack <laughs> doesn't put any effort into it whatsoever because he thinks this bit is silly. The others chuckle wryly. Matthew continues. <laughs> Needless to say, I had the last laugh. <laughs> uh, Monday Night Raw happened. Oh, it was bad Raw. Yeah, it, it was. was a silly. It was a silly raw as well. It was silly. There was people getting eaten by sharks. It was <laughs> odd. It was an odd one. It was. Retribution. Oh, that actually happened. I thought you were just taking the piss. Yes, somebody did get by a shark. Uh, Retribution signed with WWE and bulldozed over the hurt business as Monday Night Raw begun. 
it was revealed, sorry, began, it was revealed that the five core members of Retribution have signed with WWE. Dio, now known as Mace, Dijak, not Dijakovic, now T-Bone. T-Bar. Well, actually, it's T-Bar. I don't know who put T-Bone there. And Shane Thorne Did, is now... Did that from WWE.com? T-Bone? Yeah, I would have copied it and slimmed it. It says, ah, says T-Bone right here. T-Bone. Anyway. No, no, I think that's just a mistake. Yeah. Uh-oh. Kayfabe. And Shane Thorne, now known to his brothers as Slapjack. Slapnut. Slapjack. Slapjack. What a good idea. The Hurt Business arrived to welcome the masked vigilantes to Raw, but United States champion Bobby Lashley, MVP Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander were quickly overwhelmed as more masked members of Retribution swarmed the ring and left them down. Left them so, down? Left the them like that. down. So I mean, not it's only, technically right. Go not on, only yeah. have they made Retribution even sillier than they were, but they're feuding with a heel group, so no one wants to cheer for anyone. And... That, I don't know, it's gone, I, I can't say anything that's not already been said about it on Twitter. Everyone ripped into yeah. it. The first, the, the, it's the first big laughing stock one since the Viking experience, I think, really. That was a yeah. bad time as well. So breaking it down, Retribution showed up, started wrecking the place to the point where they had to move to the Thunderdome. Uh, they threw cinder blocks through uh, windows. They knocked over tables that had, then had to be put back up. Uh, it was all horrible. They scared off commentators and WWE have signed them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's very odd. Uh, now they're getting promo time. Now they're getting. Now they have their own camera. I said this last time, but hopefully other people notice this as well. There's one camera they cut to only when retribution around, and all it does it's at this side of the arena, and all it does is do do this. <laughs> so it's it's the one special it's retribution camera. The special anarchy cam for when <laughs> things are going down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and they have themes and they have new, they have masks and the masks just, they don't look good. They don't look threatening, they don't look cool. Uh, Punk's Instagram story thing was very funny. <laughs> did you see that? I did, yes. Uh, we spawned Dijakovic. T-Bone? Sorry, T-Bone to his friends, according to this note. T-Bone, say, how dare you mock my, my brother Slapjack. <laughs> it was good. I liked no. I liked his reply. Yeah, his reply funny. was so kayfabe. It was like, "How dare you?" Uh, they're trying. St- they're trying. Yeah. They've been dealt the worst hand imaginable. Yeah, and even Slap worse. Even worse. The highlight of Raw still is when Retribution show up and the competitors like, "Oh my God, Retribution are here! Retribution, help, help!" And all this. Oh no, what's going to happen? Uh, and then three seconds later, Tom Phillips. This episode of Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Domino's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really fancy a Domino's. Oh, I'm so hungry. See, Ooh. Domino's were really nice when everyone had that code, which made it 50% off. As soon as those codes run out, sort of my interest in Domino's. Oh, there's yeah, always Domino's a code. Bit... There's always a code, isn't it? Oh, a little bit pricey. Um, Way. Two for Tuesdays. I hate them. I think they're stodgy and horrible. Oh, I like a Papa John's, and I got ridiculed for that by someone. I can't remember I like who. Papa I was like, John's. Papa John's, all right, yeah. I'm going to have one after the pay-per-view the next day. After Clash of Champions. I'm going to do that. Anyway. Keep us updated. Sorry. Do a stream. Yeah. Of eating it. A mukbang. Yes. A mukbang. As, as the YouTubers oh call it. Oh my God. I didn't know I what know mukbang was until a few weeks ago. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. Because it, it was one of those like you, uh, videos about YouTubers. It was about a mukbang dude who's controversial or something. And I'm going, what the hell is this? Yeah. Every week it. there's a new fetish. And then you saw all the hits <laughs> these mukbang videos were getting. And you're like... Millions of people are into do people, seeing. Do people, <laughs> do people eat 
with them as though they're hanging out. I hope not. Have you seen some of those things these people are bloody eating? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the conspiracy that one of them is actually kidnapped because she's blindfolded and they said some that sometimes she like leaves messages. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting really off topic now. Sorry, but I like a bit like I've been kidnapped here in this bare living room, actually. You, you're kidnapped and you're forced to look like you're about to have a wank at any second. <laughs> what? Excuse me. How dare it's just, you? Like, the professional setup. With, it's you know, because the laptop's dog. right on my... Because like, yeah, you're going okay, up and down and then you're like, yeah, all right, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then, you know, you might be on a bus, etc. Anyway, so retribution. Everyone's made the jokes by now. Uh, yeah, there we go. Print screen. <laughs> <laughs> the new Dirty Den. And what else happened on Retribution? Uh, Retribution Monday Night Raw. Andrade and Angel Garza defeated Humberto Carrillo and Dominic Mysterio, also Seth Rollins and Murphy, to earn a Raw Tag Team Championship match at Clash of Champions. I was very surprised at the Oh, wait, description. Seth Rollins abandoned his disciple Murphy in the middle of the bout, again, saying he had more important matters to attend to. That left Murphy at the mercy of Andrade and Gaza, who put him away quickly to earn the title opportunity. There were two tag teams here that are on the verge of splitting up. And still, Emberto Korea and Dominic Mysterio couldn't win, I guess, because they're not a real tag team. The division's on its arse right now, if we're being fair. So I could only think of one that's going to happen like Clash of Champions, and that's Andrade and Angel Gaza don't win, and then finally split up and get it over and done with. I think so. I owe you an apology, Matthew, because... Oh, you don't owe me anything. When Seth Rollins battered Murphy in the cage, I was like, well, that's it. That's the end of it. And you went, no, it's just, it's just, they'll be back together next week. It's like that couple who always break up. And I was like, no, no, I think, I think this is actually it. And you were right. So, sorry. Write that down. The one time I got it right. <laughs> but what do you think, Pachiti, about the, the tag team division on Raw? Oh, it's just it's bad. It's just WWE has played with teams splitting up all over the all over the shop. It's not just Raw either. Um, see, I, I the predictions will be out by now, but I've gone for Andrade and Angel to to win on that, and I'm sort of sort of regretting it now. You've you've said that. Ooh. I think they're gonna. I think they. I think they've maybe decided that they're not gonna split them up. Or it will happen on on Sunday night, and that'll be the the big blow off. No, because there are so many other teams splitting up. They need to keep them together. Um, yeah, it was a d- decent match, fun stuff, and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's difficult to get too excited about. I predicted a draw in this predictions contest. You know. Oh right. I predicted a draw for the Apollo and Lashley match because of retribution. Because of retribution, I think. Yeah, they're I was get tempted by that. But. It's always risky to predict a no contest because they're so hard to place. There's always like one and you never know where it's going to be. So, But I've done it. I've gone for it. Big for more strategy on our predictions contest, follow my Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> They'll run and hit them both with Domino's pizzas. Yes. Anyway, uh, the Kevin Owens show broke down as Braun Strowman and Dabakato budded heads. Now it's a black ambushed Owens. Exciting stuff. Uh, Zena Vega defeated Mickey James to raw- earn a Raw Women's title match at the Reclass of Champions. Not the best way to be on the pre-show, yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Zelina. World title. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it hasn't had a tremendous amount of build or anything, but there are other matches that that could that could have easily filled that spot. Yeah, WWE. Sorry, WWE sting from AEW again. (laughs) Putting the women on the pre-show is that a joke? I see. Yeah, I get it. But they put them on the main show then, and then everyone slagged it off. Yeah, because it was bad it was crap. It was bad. 
Maybe it should have been on the pre-show. <laughs> Speaking of crap, a shark interfered in the 24-7 title chase. R-Truth was attempting to enjoy a day at the beach with little Jimmy. Little did he know that Akira Dozawa was awaiting him in the surf with a referee. Little did they know that a shark was lurking in the water nearby. R-Truth made it back to the sand with his title, but the shreds of his ninja gear washing up in the tide, Dozawa did not escape unharmed. R.I.P. Akira Dozawa. If that's just it, is that if he's never seen again? That's <laughs> no, just how nobody Tazawa... would care. The problem is Tazawa is excellent as well. Yeah, he he's is. like one of the best wrestlers around, and they could use him so much better, and they just haven't doing this. I wonder yeah. how he feels. Is this just to to shield yeah. a video game? Is this because like battlegrounds, you've got all the wacky bollocks in? Like there's a um, you can get eaten by a crocodile in that. Was there a big shill for that afterwards or something? It ah. seems appropriately timed. That would make so- well done, Pachita, for using logic there. I hadn't thought about that. Well, it's still bollocks. It's still rubbish. Think- I'm not. But it's I'm sensible it's bollocks. There you go. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think if they were gonna if they were gonna plug battlegrounds, they'd do it in a way less subtle fashion. They'd be like, he's been eaten by a giant copy of WWE Battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> so no. But- <laughs> yeah, Apollo Crews defeated Cedric Alexander. Alexander may have been a little preoccupied at ringside with Ricochet. Got distracted and allowed Cruz to roll him up for the three count. After the bell, the Hurt Business attacked Cruz and Ricochet with Lashley putting Cruz in the Hurt Lock, perhaps sending him a message. <laughs> Ahead of the United States Championship match this Sunday. <laughs> He's so ashamed to be reading. Perhaps sending but him I'm a message. Saying, I'll message. trim it down more. No, 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 no that's great. Not... I love those WWE style called, writers. The Hurt so. Lock. That's yeah, an awful. The, hurt lock, the hurt lock. The Hurt Locker. That won Academy Award. Yeah. The Hurt Lock. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> not a fan yeah Dolph Ziggler defeated uh, oh just some more underground stuff happened whenever no one cares I put them all together that was yeah, all well separate done. stuff any any thoughts on more underground any thoughts whatsoever get it off our TV <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins seemingly drove a wedge between the Mysterio family I love these I love these write ups these are language Rollins turned his attention to Ray's daughter Alia who was seen comforting the Monday Night Messiah's disciple? <laughs> who wrote this crap? After the steel cage match last week, Mysterio it's- attempted to keep Rollins from talking about his daughter, but he inadvertently angered Alia, causing his daughter to storm off. Yeah, not like in this storyline. Well, which one? There's so many right now, Jack. The one with. Uh- Alia or Alia, I can't remember which way it's pronounced, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't care about any sort of potential love angle between her and Buddy Murphy. Isn't she like fifteen or something? She's nineteen. Oh, is she? Because oh, okay. it caused yeah. caused a bit of a stir on Twitter with people saying like, "How old is she if she's in this sort of storyline?" And it seems like they're doing like a coming of age, let your daughter be who she wants to be storyline. And that's not what I want from Rey Mysterio. I want to see him do flips and you know. We have colourful things. <laughs> I don't want this family drama. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few things going on. Seth seemed to tease or just make a joke about, I've checked and I'm not even sure that she's your daughter. And so oh, everyone yeah. went, oh, they're doing the Mysterio Dominic thing again. And I thought I thought it was just like a like a bit of a nudge and a wink to that, to be honest. I don't think they're actually doing they're it actually again. They're actually doing it. I think they might. I think really? I'd, yeah. I'd wait a week. I've been right once this week. Let's keep it going. Let's go twice, twice in two weeks. I think that was just a little joke and they're going to move Fair on. Fair enough. I, I feel like if it does happen, then Seth's not got a leg to stand on because even though his point was that Dominic's that was right. a lot taller than Ray, 
He also has the same face as Ray. So I think that that's probably... Do you not think Dominic looks like Ray? I've never seen him without his mask off. <laughs> you have? <laughs> no, in person? In yeah. person you've seen him with his mask off? He's got a face? Uh, Pacini I don't used think to he run, looks that Pacini much like him. Run, Pacini and Ray used to have a game where Pacini would run around backstage with Ray on his back. They loved it. They'd bloody yeah, knocking yeah. into people. Come on, Ray, get on my back. Let's do the thing again. And knocking then I tried to get on his collapse. Yeah, He's got no badly. strength. He just instinctively turned it into that like sunset flip that he does. We had a laugh. <laughs> People are going to think that's true now. That is true. That's, and he's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I wish You've it was true. You've got the same now. face. <laughs> I really wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> Just people try to like plan matches, and you and Ray come tearing through the middle. Where? Nino, Nino! <laughs> Watch out! It's the ambulance! <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Buddy Murphy hitting on this kid. So I think the news is that he's going to be drafted to NXT UK no, any day soon. Oh, he's done it! He's gone there. You're the one. <laughs> You're the one watching a program about the boys. What's that? What's what's the boys that you were on about earlier? You've been watching the boys. It's an anti-superhero yeah. film, isn't it? It's an it's anti-song. Oh. It's like reverse X-Men, where the God. heroes yeah. are bad. It's like Garth Ennis, so, you know, superheroes suck, boo. But it's very simple entertainment. I like it. It goes down easy. Like, broom. And, yeah, it's, it's all right. I'm going to do it every, every Friday. I'd just like to defend the, uh, the the copywriter at WWE because as a former copywriter myself, you don't always get to write things that you're proud of. And I don't think it's his fault that these summaries are written in such a dry fashion because we've all been there in the trade. I had to write a Christmas poem once for a competition winner at Hayes Travel and it was dreadful. So I'm just saying. So You, so you, you had to write a, a poem? The, the prize was a poem? No, no. The prize was a getaway to like Lapland or something, right? Nice. And I had to write the message that was on the email informing them that they'd won the prize. Do you remember it? I'd love to hear it. No, but it was very basic couplets. It was like... What rhymes with Lapland? Well, I don't think I did that. You won't have a crap land because you're going to (laughs) Lapland. It's always like... So look forward to five exciting days. Congratulations, you are the winner here at Hayes or something like oh, like It was good. just that oh, sort of thing. Right. But yeah. all the middle-aged women in the office proper loved me for that. They were like, oh, Jack, that's dead canny, that. So I felt like, <laughs> Nice. Your mother lover. Uh, where are we at? So for, uh, Chaos reign in the main event between the Hurt Business and Retribution. The vigilantes oh. dominated the six-man tag team battle until the United States champion came into the... Fr- Came with the fray and unleashed this fury. Again, it's just because this is how the commentators talk. Like, no other person in any other sport or anywhere else in the world. That's why it's funny to me. Like, someone's actually typed how they speak. So you know that someone's being, no, no, do it again over and over until they're writing like this. Lashley had Slapjack in the hurt lock. (laughs) (laughs) This is a plot synopsis from a day. This is a day plot synopsis from some porn. This is brilliant. But T Bar changes name. Fury all over their back. Yeah, <laughs> dreadful. But 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 T Boner attacked him from the ring apron, causing the match to be thrown out. Because mm. you can't have that type of action with Retribution. That set off an absolute melee as Retribution's minions swarmed the ring. WWE champion Drew McIntyre led the Raw roster to the ring to fight off the invaders, setting off a chaotic brawl. But in the midst of the fracas, Randy Orton slid in the ring and dropped McIntyre for an RKO. I'm tapping on. All right, I'll I'll do a better job next week. 
<laughs> no, no, wait, you, you copy pasted it though, didn't you? Like, I did, yeah, but I might write it myself. No, no, no leave writer, it, leave it, please. It's not gonna, all right, okay, please we'll, we'll, leave we'll stick with it. For love of God. It feels like each one's going to stop. Turmoil has captured the Empire. Come on, Matthew, tell us more about this sticky situation that the WWE superstars found themselves in. Yeah, there we go. Well, here at the uh, WWE Performance Center in the Thunderdome land, uh, sponsored by WWE Battlegrounds and some Krabby Pizza, uh, Retribution's met proper first match when to DQ after, um, I forget if it was uh, Slapjack or, or <laughs> Tuva or Raphael or, you know, one of the street sharks were called, interfered with, I believe it was an eye poke or maybe it just wasn't legal. Either way, the referee had seen enough. We'd all seen enough by that point. Even the referee, I think, was at that point like, look, I'm in the match because I've got some funny tweets to send about this, the things I've seen on Raw, like everybody else in wrestling. And that was the end of Raw. It went off the air. Uh, and they don't have a match for Clash of Champions this Sunday. They'll turn up somewhere. They'll be there somewhere. They'll be there They've somewhere. been very, you know, very, uh, very kind in not interrupting, what, two or three pay-per-views so far. And staying on SmackDown and, altogether. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really good of them. Um, but yeah, you've got to imagine that they'll pop up at some point in the night. I hope so. I want it's to hear the quite, new names. I want, it's, getting, it's getting quite gloomy outside, mine. I'm worried about the light here. I'm worried that in the time it takes us to do this, two police cars have driven past. Yeah. On the way to, on the way, the way we're positioned here, on the way to Adam, actually, gone past that way. So, oh, mm. dear. Do you remember when the Amazon man came? That was a good podcast, that one. That oh, was the oh. best, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to AEW Dynamite now. AEW was a bit weird this week. They had Dark, and then they had the Midnight Special. Late Night Dynamite. Called. Late Night Dynamite. And for reasons I can't quite remember, because then Dynamite aired as usual. But it one of the be- things... It was oh, to- on, sorry. sorry, I can't explain. So there was an NBA playoff uh, basketball game, and they were hoping, I think, that once it had finished, people would stick around. Because it started oh, okay. immediately after the basketball. And the first person you saw was Chris Jericho. So quite clever, but yeah. Very sensible. And so it wasn't much in the way of like plot or anything important, but there was uh, a good match. Uh, this has gone somewhere. Uh, a guy called Ben Carter was making a few appearances in AW Dark and then was on the late night special. And he had a good match. He's a good flipper, flippy dude. But he hails from Jersey. So I thought I'd explain to a few people the concept of Jersey because the Americans seem to have it in their heads. What has happened with this camera? I'm very sorry. Because um, he's got the Union Jack flag, which apparently some people in Jersey are all right with, even though Jersey isn't technically part of the United Kingdom. It's a crown dependency. But it's probably a lot easier just to have, look, I'm, I'm English, all right, rather than go through the history of this. But apparently someone on Twitter uh, messaged me and said, uh, this is twice in two days someone's taken the piss out of Jersey. And they said that Jack described uh, Ben Spencer as more French than British. I did. And I thought I'd bring that up. So did you actually mean to say that? I was just it was just a throwaway like it's been a long week. Oh, okay. I didn't mean to Oh, was it supposed to be a joke then? There's oh. also apparently a lot of Portuguese people in Jersey, so maybe I should have said, Oh, he's more Portuguese than I don't know. I feel like I'm behind the times. I've never been pot like Cancelled. Cancelled. Cancelled <laughs> it's over. Job done. How dare you assume that that land, because it's a stone's throw away from France, is French? How dare you? How dare you Wait, not know I that it's exactly? actually kind of part of the UK, but not part of the UK, but still VAT 20%. Uh, yeah. I, do you know what a weird, right? I shouldn't have said this in front of Pachiti because he is also an islander, even though his island's much closer to the islanders. The UK, just, doesn't wear well, shoes, he's got a hard head. But uh, I only, Adam's the only person I know from the Isle of Wight. 
I know one person from the Isle of Man, and she is weird. Like weird. Is the Isle of Man known for weirdness? I don't know. The Isle of Wight is for sure. Is it <sighs> really? Oh yeah, yeah. Stories like, you've stories you've told me are quite. Is are islands just weird people? Island, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You become insular, and you have webbed toes and all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah no, people on the Isle of Wight genuinely are weird. And I know there'll be people listening and, and probably unsubscribing uh, at the moment because I've slagged off where we're from. But you, you, look at yourself in the mirror, you know? <laughs> You're from there. <laughs> yeah, I'm the exception. Exceptions are uh, the rule. Yeah, I'd like to know if it'll be from the uh, Channel Islands or the Isle of Man or White to listen to this. Or maybe even the Isle of Dogs. If you want to tell us all about these places, <laughs> we'd like to learn. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, has nothing to do with AUB Dynamite, but let's move on to what was or, or a Holy half- Island. Sorry, Car- sorry, sorry. That was good. I like that. Uh, a half crap, half good episode of AW Dynamite. Mm. Miro and Kip Sabian defeated oh. Joe Jella and Sonny Kiss. Now, you would normally think that with Miro making his in-ring debut for AEW and Miro having his all support, yay, it's Miro. He's so cool. He spends like two grand on shirts. We love him. Uh, this would be a big old squash with Miro kicking ass. For some reason, it was competitive. Um, trying to make Janelle and Kiss look good at the same time, which I thought could have been in any other time. And the result was not a good match, in my opinion. It was uh, sloppier than, think of some sloppy Matthew, deep fried baked beans. But what did you guys think? You're more positive than me. Pachidi. No, I- yeah, it didn't really do much for me. I actually think it was the wrong choice of opponents because I think a, a lot of people feel the same way that I do about um, Janella and Kiss and that they're a... They're a great tag team and I want to root for them so I just think they were, that was the, the wrong choice and you're right I expected Rusev to just come in and absolutely flatten everyone obviously they got the win and everything um, but yeah it just it didn't feel very special did it? Yeah. For, for a debut match and I know it's a tag match and everything but it's like I guess the one good thing about AEW is that they seem to be quite good at people um, being quite low down the pecking order and then elevating them organically and quite often fairly rapidly as well. Um, and so it doesn't worry me about like Rusev, uh, sorry, Miro and his position on the card or anything. It just felt a bit out of place. Something didn't feel right about it. I agree. I, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. There was also a terrifying moment for Kip Sabian uh, when Miro like boosted him over the guardrail and Janela went to meet him with a forearm, and then Sabian turned upside down and fell out of view of the camera, just behind the guardrail, head first. And it was like, "Oh God!" And you hear Janela go, "Like, are you all right?" And he was fine, but it was scary. Yeah. And by the way, I'm sorry for people watching the video version of this. Uh, webcams suck, so mine's just trying to autofocus and everything. And I think the entire this podcast, my microphone has been the thing that's been in focus, which might be for the best, might not be. So if I put my hand there. Oh, there we go. Anyway, that's very exciting for audio people, so move on. Hangman Adam Page defeated Evil Uno. Well, the evil commentator, Kenny Omega, gave us his thoughts. After the match, Tony Schiavone finds the books backstage. I'm sorry, I thought this was a note to the match we just discussed, but I'll say anyway. Matt says him and Nick feel disrespected. You all right, Jack? I got a fright. Okay. <laughs> My water Is that what water ball does that compress thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. got a little fright. Anyway, it's, Matt says him and Nick feel disrespected. And then when they bring up FTR, they smash his bloody phone. It was just Matt. Nick yeah. wasn't there. I know. Uh, it says they here. I'm reading these notes. I know it was only Matt here. So. so <laughs> the same WWE guy writes the AW notes, apparently. Anyway, so what do you guys just, think about the things? 
It was all right. Uh, I get what they're trying to do with the books. Like the whole, we're not really heels, but we are. But I think it could just happen a bit quicker. I don't know why they're waiting for a big moment. Everyone knows that they're, they're being heelish. So just turn them heel. I don't know. I sort of viewed them as heel already. I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't think this was building up to a moment. Even I thought oh, that's just that's just them now. They've slowly turned heel, and that's it. You don't need a Sean kicking Marty through the barbershop window every time. So maybe that won't come. Excuse me. Maybe yeah. I agree with that, Pacini. TNT Championship. Brody Lee defeated Orange Cassidy. The exalted one stopped him cold with a discus lariat to take the victory after a decent back and forth match. After the match, Cody returns and he looks a bit like a vampire. It says here. He runs through the Dark Order. Lee walked out on five as his follower tapped out the figure four leg lock. And then backstage, Brody challenged Cody to a dog collar match. Good times. Uh, my first thought when I saw Cody with the black hair and the little suit was Robbie Rotten. Robbie Rotten. We are number one. Yeah. Same the show. Robbie Rotten. Lazy Town? Oh, yeah. Didn't he die recently? The, yeah. the bad guy in, with the yes. with the moustache. Doesn't he have a moustache? He does Robbie not have Watt- a moustache. I'm doing this, but I'm doing this on Bing. It's going to throw up Robbie something Rotten. Here. Robbie Rotten. Yeah, that's Rob- the guy that I'm thinking. Oh my God, he does as well. He doesn't have a moustache. I'm talking bollocks there. He does look he like Robbie Rotten. <laughs> I thought he looked like Darby Allen's dad. That's my example. Daddy Allen. Yeah. Daddy Allen, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's got the all black suit and the... No, he looked like... Uh, oh, Matthew, are you up to date on modern day Premier League managers? It, as long as it's Klopp, sure. It's not Klopp. He oh, looks like Ar- he looks like Arteta, the Arsenal oh. manager, because he's got very, very dark hair, almost where it looks like he's dyed it, and Cody has obviously oh. dyed his. And yeah, Arteta. Yeah, A R T A. Yeah, I thought, like, I thought it was like R the Kelly. I've started R space. There's not a there. manager. There's not a manager of Arsenal called R Tetter. <laughs> I don't know. A R T. I thought it was like R Kelly. Like oh god. Anyway, Tetter. Moving on from yeah, 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 a little bit. Just a bit gaunt and tired looking, sunken eyes. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He, he, looked, he looked like he'd he done a five-day bender. Yeah, um, my girlfriend thought he looked nice, which I'm not happy about, to be honest. No, I did like oh. the dress sense, though. Very, very 2009 scene. So I used to like Cody, and now I don't want him to win anymore. Oh, so why is that? Because I don't just steal war last. Oh, I see, yes. <laughs> that might be a bit of an issue. Yeah, good point. Very Geordie. Uh, but no, I, I'm excited because... Well, first of all, I saw... Matthew's mate Steve V1 from OSW Review, and 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 I'm about to shoot on Steve here. I'm really sorry. Oh, uh, go uh, go! No, no, no! I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Because okay, I dare you? Because he does this thing where he'll watch a wrestling show like a week after everyone else has, and live tweet himself watching it, saying like, "I thought this was good. I thought this was bad." But he's blatantly seen all the opinions already, and just uses that to seem very clever. Like he'll go. I reckon this match is going to be a belter, lads. And then the match is good. And he's like, Fagin told you it was going to be a belter, lads. And it's like, why? yeah, because you've seen everyone talk about it already, Steve, you big phony. So. Love it. Love it. Anyway, I'm so scared now. <laughs> I'm really scared. <laughs> I think he's great. And I'm a big fan of all of OSW. The three oh, of them. yeah, sure, sure. Richard, no, just note, note, note the timestamp yeah. down so we can cut it easily later. I guess. <laughs> also, when I said that, was it a similar word to the swear? It's Do we fine. have to cut it? Father Ted okay. got away with it for God knows how long. True. Uh, but anyway, but Steve made a point, which I get, but I disagree with, which is that Cody, and it's a good point. He said, like, it's funny how Cody hates Triple H, but clearly is the Triple H of AEW. He's got the big entrances and it took ages for him to get to the ring and all the special effects and all the bells and whistles. But I reckon Cody loves Triple H and gets the humor in what Triple H does and is trying to emulate it. I could have said that without tearing into V1. <laughs> but it's more fun that way, Jack. No, I'm scared, man. So I'll take Don't the attention away off you. Uh, so you're saying he copies other people's opinions? I don't realize no, you work for I'm sports, Keeda. No. <laughs> I hate you go from Jersey. There you go. There, you go. Okay, there we're all helping out here, Jack. No bother, mate. There you go. Uh, Moving on. What's the Isle of Wight's rival? It's not because it's Jersey and Guernsey. The Isle of Wight and uh, it's the I don't know. No, do we have a do we have a rival? No, I don't think we do have a rival. Oh, Normal like a, people. An eastern, eastern west side of the island or anything? Yeah, actually, yeah. The the west side is the more inbred side. Oh, okay, Mar- right. marginally. Yeah. Cool. What happened next on AEW Dynamite, Matthew? Isaiah Cassidy wants to go at Chris Jericho. Ah, sounds like this podcast. Matt Hardy walked out in the ring to address the man who attacked him last week. He reckons it's Jericho. Jericho says, no, it wasn't him. But would happily do some damage in the ring. He said, Mark Gwen and Isaiah Cassidy stepped in and Cassidy wanted it more and demanded a fight next week. Surprised? Yeah. I thought it was going to be Mark Gwen. But it's yeah, not. that's where it's going. Nah. I'm all right with it because Quen's already had a bit of spotlight on him. So I'm glad that Cassidy's got a little bit of a chance. Yeah, it's, it's another. It's going to be another example of Jericho um, 
putting someone over, whether he loses or not, they're going to be elevated as a result. So I quite like it. I think he's a talented guy. Hmm. FTR Institute, all of this. The 20-minute brush with greatness rule. Tully Blanchard announced that the champions will compete on AW Dynamite in the coming weeks in a 20-minute time limit contest. Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood called it a brush with greatness. Their initial challenges would be the first AW Tag Champions, SCU. Oh, those SoCal lads, I think they said. I like this idea. The beat the champ or the, was it with TV time remaining? That's a really old school concept. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this. When's uh, the first match? Next week? Mm-hmm. SCU. Right. Because Best Friends came out and wanted a match and then yeah. they, they warped off. Yeah, so the Best Friends look like big heroes now because of what they did last week. So they came out and there was a big pop. I was like, yes. Yeah. After the, how many stars was it, Jack? Pop plus five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hikaru uh, Shida and Thunder Rosa defeated Ivelisse and Diamante. All right, last week, I barely even noticed Ivelisse, uh Thunder Rosa drama in the ring that was reported on various places, including some newspapers in Same. this country. Yeah. Same, I didn't really notice yeah. it. Until Sean Ross Sapp was reporting that apparently some of the stuff was removed from the TV edit. So I'm like, all right. So I rewatched it just to make sure. And I think, apart from some little moments where they're like communicating and going, no, do this, whatever, like that happens in 90% of matches, let's be honest. Uh, I don't think there was that much, much to do about nothing. At the TV version. This match sucked. This match oh. was bad. Oh. This was, this was like a, this was rougher than one of those dog toy chews that they've had for, it's a favorite of the dog toy chews that the dog has. What one, one thing that really summed up the match for me was at one point, Ivelisse, uh, no, Thunder Rosa goes to throw Ivelisse out the ring. And then Ivelisse wants to be the one who throws Thunder Rosa out the ring. And then Thunder Rosa wants to, and they all, all they need to do is one of them needs to throw the other one out of the ring. And then they have a bit of a brawl on the outside while the real action's going on inside the ring. But I think they both really wanted to be, the one who looked better by throwing the other one out of the ring because they were having a little fight over who's going to be the dominant one in the situation. And I was like, I don't know whether I'm just thinking that because of what was reported last week. Maybe I'm reading yeah. into it too much, but it seemed the whole match was full of little moments like that. Little, yeah. little I, I miscommunications. Hadn't I hadn't seen those reports and I noticed it was it was very disjointed uh, at, at mm. various points. And yeah, I, I, that, that spot specifically stood out. I, it sounds, mm. sounds true, doesn't it? Mm. And I guess with there yeah. being only like one women's bit per show, it really does stand out if it's a bit naff or below the usual standards. And I swear Valise has had good matches before. It's not like she just showed up and now she can't wrestle. I swear she's been good elsewhere. Yeah. I swear she's had other good stuff. So I don't know what's happening here. But yeah, it, this this match couldn't have come at a worst. I'm surprised they booked them together again the following week after what happened last week. But what do I know? Not Everyone's wrestling. off with COVID though, aren't they? They certainly are, which brings us to the next match. Moxley defeated uh, Eddie Kingston to retain his AW world title. It was supposed to be uh, Mr. Lance Hoyt himself, but obviously he says he's been maybe in contact, we said earlier, uh, with somebody so he wasn't on the show. So I thought maybe, oh, is this going to be it? If they're changing this to a title match anyway, and um, John Moxley tweeted, ah, sorry, let's put the title on the line anyway against whoever. You thought there was going to be a title change? I made sure to not use Twitter or anything. Didn't, uh, uh, after that got announced last night, I, I know, right, look, sometimes I get excited for wrestling. Sometimes I'm really hyped and we go, oh, wait, is Eddie Kingston going to Especially with Tony Khan going, turns out he wasn't eliminated from the, that bottle royal. Does have a point. It's like, oh, 
if he's oh, saying dear, it, Matthew. Oh, I, I let myself sometimes I let myself oh, get caught in the escapism wave. It didn't happen this time, but hey, I liked it. Shame on looks you like for having a, fun. <laughs> You're right. Like a bit of a, looks like we've got a bit of a Mark Wahlberg on our hands over here. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and bit of a bit of a Mark Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so sorry. <laughs> it all fell into place, though, didn't it? They got really lucky with mm. the the whole um, the mm. casino royal battle. Uh, the, you know, I mean, the the elimination yeah. thing. Um, and what was really cool about it is that Kingston felt like so natural in that spot, even for. And I assume this is the case for people who were unfamiliar of his work before AEW. He's been there for a cup of coffee, and he's in the main event, and it didn't feel weird at all. He feels like yeah. a star. Yeah. Big hard chops. And he having to stop at one point himself so hitting those chops so bad. So yeah, I was a little, as they say, uh Mark M- Marco stunt. Sounds like <laughs> that anyway. And I enjoyed it. What do you think, Jack? Uh I really enjoyed the bit where Moxley was hitting elbows, but then remember he hurt his elbow a few months ago, or like last year, and suddenly he had to be like, Oh no, ah oh, my elbow, and then Kingston power bombed him. And then Excalibur points it out. He's like, remember Moxley, the stinger and all that? And then JL goes, yes, Eddie Kingston did have a stinger. And I'm like, Jim, for f- just get it right, man, Jim. <laughs> but, you know, the match yeah. I really, really enjoyed. The match was very good. Yeah. So it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times at AEW. And mm. NXT, which only skimmed. So hopefully Jack can answer these questions. Candy Slurray oh, won a battle royal to become the number one contender to the NXT women's title. Rhea Ripley and Raquel <sighs> Gonzalez dominated much of this, showcasing their impressive strength as they both racked up eliminations left and right. I don't know where they got all these women from, to be honest with you. Uh, when they finally faced off, they ended up eliminating each other and had to be separated by officials afterwards. Casey... Catanzaro, you've got this, Matthew. Bless you, Catanzaro. Used her impressive athleticism to narrowly avoid elimination in creative fashion on several occasions before being taken mm-hmm. out by Dakota Kai. Shoti Blackheart dumped Kai, ping her against Candice LeRae as the final two competitors. LeRae launched Blackheart with her feet to claim victory and a date with NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai at NXT TakeOver 31. Yes. Smashed right. now, it. Casey Catanzaro is great in this. Yeah. I, I, I like this, but I like a battle royal where lots of things happen and there were lots of like nice little callbacks to previous feuds um, and it didn't just feel like a load of people in a ring uh, just scrapping away until an elimination happened. It, it worked. I think Candice might win. I, I I don't know how confident I feel about that, but I just feel like she might because then she's got a, a, the next feud already set in stone with, with Tegan Knox. So maybe, I don't know. Interesting one. I think she might do it. And I'd like it because it's Candice LeRae. She deserves it. She's been grinding for years. But yeah. Tommaso Champion defeated... Is that the third police three car? Three for three. This one, I think this one's an Mate. ambulance. It, this one's an ambulance. Are you one oh. of those people that can tell by the siren? That's really impressive. There are three Thank different you. sirens, yeah, aren't there? Are. So th- that was an ambulance. The fire engines are... And then the police cars, you're more standard, just no, siren. No, no, no. Yeah. no, the police goes yeah. whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Tomasio Champion... What? Tommaso Champa, bloody hell, Matthew, defeated Jake Atlas. Jake did all right, but no dice. Champa wins. Oh, that sounds nice. Uh, Jack, any thoughts? Or was that it? 
Not, not really. I, I don't know where this Jake Atlas thing was going. Uh, I thought maybe the only way he can finish is by Champa beating him again. And then he did pretty easily. So, don't know. Maybe mm. it's one of those things where they had more of a plan, but then COVID's made them cha- like yeah. stick the same people against each other a few times. It seemed a bit of a weird one, but yeah. Roderick Strong and Danny Birch defeated Fabian Eichner and Raul Mendoza. What What was happening here? It's because of COVID. So, Again, they've had oh, to mix okay. the teams up. It's, yeah. they, 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 the Breezango took the blame for it, basically. Okay. So they've done a whole like, yeah, what Adam said. And and I'll just to try and make it easier to explain, which is it's very hard to explain. Uh, Breezango said, we're going to pit you with someone you don't like from another team. And you've got to wrestle each other. And then the winners, the two winners, they, them and their teammates will face each other. And I'm, I've messed this up. You know, what I'm, you know kind of what I'm getting at. This sounds Eventually, like a William Regal special. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. NXT North American champion Damian Priest defeated Austin Theory in a non-title match. The up-and-coming Austin Theory showed his promise against the North American champion, holding his own as they went toe-to-toe. <laughs> Oh, but Damien no. Priest claimed victory after hitting a razor's edge on the apron, followed by The Reckoning. Afterward, though, Johnny Gargano ambushed Priest, taking him down and mocking the Archer of Infamy signature pose ahead of their takeover <laughs> clash next month. Long ago, when the earth was young. <laughs> uh-huh. Any thoughts? Because no, I have none. Really. Fantastic. The main event, the thing that people cared about, Kyle O'Reilly won the first ever Gauntlet Eliminator match for an NXT Championship opportunity. O'Reilly went the distance and won the leg lock, defeating Bronson Reed, uh, Timothy Thatcher, uh, Cameron Grimes, Kushida. and to other, Kushida, and to other one. And yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. Interesting Brilliant. thing that I got taught on Twitter. He's been there a few years. According to someone on Twitter, and I haven't checked it, but I do believe them, this will be Kyle O'Reilly's fifth singles match in WWE. Wow. Wow. Considering he was like Ring of Honor champion and everything back in the day. He's wow. never going to win, but I love seeing him in this spot. I, would, I can't think of anyone more deserving. It, I'd love won, him to win. Yeah. Me too. I Screw Finn. Him to win. Screw Finn. Kyle yeah. is infinitely yeah. more entertaining and always has been in WWE. Ooh. NXT. True, true, yeah, true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just the best, isn't he? So he's great. Love him. I, I hope he. I want, I really, I'm doing what Matthew did with Eddie <laughs> Kingston. I really want him to win. I really do. Oh, oh. bit of a bit of a Marky Mark here, Pacini. <laughs> bit of a Mark Hamill. Yeah, I could think of what he was called Mark. Uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell here, Pacini. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the long. Long, very well explained week of wrestling. Thank mm. you. Let's have a rummage in our mailbags. <laughs> now to have a little look in the mailbag. Howdy, lads of holic. Before I get to my question, I have to preface it with a story. By the way, before I get into it, is it preface or preface? I say preface. Preface, yeah. Because Ross says preface. And I'm like, oh, oh well, Ross, Ross must be right because he's smarter than me and much more <laughs> eloquent. But I know what you mean anyway. Uh, a few weeks ago, I hurt my back while playing golf. Fortunately, it wasn't too bad at the time, so I was able to finish up my round. A few days later, as I was reaching for something in the bottom drawer of my refrigerator, 
I felt something pull on my back, which caused me to keel over in pain. Because this happened late at night, I was forced to go to the emergency room. And as I was being treated at the clinic, I was helped by a very, a very friendly nurse. As we were having small talk, I mentioned to her that I was a high school, secondary school, English teacher in town. In response, she said that her son went to school to be an English teacher as well, but now he works as a professional wrestler. Being a huge wrestling fan, this obviously piqued my interest. So I asked her if she wrestled in our local promotion called Lions Pride Sports. She said that he had in the past, but now he's wrestling for a company in Japan and for a new wrestling company in America called AEW. Oh. I asked her what her son's name is, and she replied, Lance Hoyt. Otherwise oh, known bloody as Lance hell. Orchard. I was expecting someone way smaller than that. Wow. Yeah, the, uh, the nurse... Uh, as the, the nurse had that be treating me the entire time was none other than the murder hawk monster's mum. <laughs> I told her that I was a huge fan of her son's work, both in Japan and America, which she was very grateful for. She even showed me pictures of Lance smiling and playing with her other grandchildren. As I'm typing oh. this, I'm still blown away by this amazing coincidence. This experience got me thinking about a question to pose to you all. If you had to choose one wrestler's mum to meet and have a chat with... <laughs> Who would it be and why? No. I thought the question was good. I think that choosing Trent's mum is low-hanging fruit because of her prominence in Dynamite over the past few weeks. True. Thank you for all that you do with Cultaholic. I've been following the main Cultaholic guys since your time with Name Redacted, as you were all were the ones who got me back into wrestling. Now I watch wrestling every week and tune the channel at least once a day. Keep up the great work and sorry for the long email. Cheers. Justin from Texas. Thank you, Justin. Thank you very Cheers, much mate. for that question, Justin. I yeah. hope you're all right. And and Lance Archer's from Texas, so the story checks out. <laughs> it's true. It's got to be yeah. true. Justin isn't a liar. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, well, he's done I his research. The, I thought the question was going to be like, have you ever experienced a strange coincidence in meeting someone? But no, it's I just which wrestler's mum. <laughs> which wrestler's mum would you want to meet? Bloody hell. So the one that popped into my head, just because she would be in, it really interesting, um, and hopefully she's alive, is Judy Bagwell. Because like mm. she, she'd have some stories, wouldn't she? I'd love to know just how she was treated backstage, for example. I've never seen a Judy Bagwell shoot interview before. Um, What's in the bag, Judy? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I think she'd be interested. Nikki and Bree, their mum's really hot, so... Oh my word! I'm joking. I'm Why joking. have I really overreacted Jesus. there? Oh no! my word! How dare you? Get away! Get out. Judy. Fair enough. Good answer. Oh, Otis's mum as well, because she just looks like Otis, and it'd be. She seems lovely. I bet she does some really nice cooking as well. Nice. Oh, that's a good. Nice. Oh, now you're thinking because the mum's mm. not how to cook. Oof. Uh, this is a tricky one. This. I'll go for. Oh no, I really don't. Is you know the Undertaker? You know that picture of him? Is it with his gran or is it with his mum? When he's it's like, gran, I think. I think it's oh, his, gran. his gran. Oh, maybe it's not. His no, it's his mum. Oh, why are you picking her? Because she's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to know what it's. Well, what what's it like being the Undertaker's like mother? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Like, did you really get off with Paul Bearer? Or was that for Kane? I can't remember. Yeah, it all got a bit convoluted there towards the end. With who did what they, with who? They share the same. Not dad. It's the it's the mum that's the same. 
That's how they're half brothers, right? Yeah, but at some point but, she maybe got with Paul Bearer. But Bearer is Kane's dad. Maybe. I have no. Or is Bearer Undertaker's dad? I've got no clue. So to sort all this out, I'm going for her. That's that's my reasoning to sort. Has out somebody this done mystery. like a drunken explanation or get together of trying to explain Kane and the evolutions over the years? Because I think that might be a good video. That's a good. Yeah, show. that's a good show. Yeah, yeah write that one down. Oh, oh, Adam, I came with a I came with a video idea the other day, but I can't reveal it to you now. Okay, <laughs> it is it is his mum. It is his mum. Oh, oh right, look cheers. at her. Oh, she's she's like four foot tall as well. You've got to meet she's probably, her. She's probably she's probably six foot. It's <laughs> <laughs> just Tager's massive. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go for her, Matthew. Who you got? I'm gonna go with. I think this counts. Uh, Alan Bacchini's mum. <laughs> yeah. I thought that'd okay. be really nice just to see just to see the influence that she had on him, or he he's cultivated this himself, or if mm-hmm. she's actually had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit this you know what you should do adam what mum you should put the last bit of your money on a giant <laughs> billboard asking to be employed mum that is the worst idea i've ever all right cool yeah, all right, done. yeah she, just very very, very different people she's um she's she's amazing my mum they're the, the most supportive people you can you can imagine but yeah we're we're my, my dad's a lot like me he's a my mum is just like a, a quintessential she's a, she's a mum she's just a nice old woman no offense if you're listening mum but you are whereas dad um dad's got that little little naughty side about him that i i may possess just being troublesome yeah dan my my brother dan is uh like, we're, is we're like really your, different is he well. more like is he more like your mum yeah you're probably more like your dad yeah right yeah Dan okay. would have been my brother. Dan would have been a great wrestler. He's like six foot six. He's a big boy. Is he? Yeah. How tall then is he, Nigel? He threw it all oh, away and became a, a doctor. Pathetic. Oh, um, loser. Dad is <laughs> five eleven. Mum's quite tall for a woman. I think five eight, five nine. So, oh, I don't know. Oh. Shag the milkman. Who knows? <laughs> but enough Paul about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Yeah, Shout no out to you, Lynn. Hello, Mafu, Jack, and presumably Adam, but maybe not. I've been a fan of wrestling for only a few years, and I live in a state where WWE occasionally visits for weekly shows, but never pay-per-views. That being said, I have had some luck seeing some interesting moments, including Baron Corbin's failed Money in the Bank cash-in, and Roman mm. Reigns announcing his leukemia. Bloody oh, hell, God. mate. <laughs> not quite the same level, but whatever. Uh, this also means I was there for Ambrose turning on Seth at the end of that night. I was good. Uh, while the crowd around us gasped in horror and began booing Ambrose, my friend and I, who aren't friends of Roland's, were alone in cheering on the beatdown. My question is, are there any wrestling moments that you reacted to completely differently from the audience at large? Thanks for all oh. you guys do. Your podcast is always a highlight of my week and your camaraderie never fails to bring a smile to my face, even these dark times. And that's from Matt. Thank you, Matt. We're glad Thank that you, our, our inner turmoil can Definitely. help people out. What are you going to say, Jack? However, this has raised an issue with Ross usually doing the mailbag and now Adam doing the mailbag, is that I think we've had that question maybe a couple of times before. Oh. Some, of these, some of these questions, though, do get reworded and people just have the okay. same thought, I'll though, think in of, fairness. I'll think of... Fair enough. I'll think What's of your dream thing. Survivor Series team? <laughs> have you ever oh, had that's a dream... Up. 
Yeah, Bollocks, that's coming up. Not, yeah. <laughs> so now, okay. So for moments that I reacted to differently to everyone else. It's the one that I get asked all the time when I'm oh, doing the streams yeah. and that popped into my head. But a lovely man has done it, but there's a really good twist on it. We'll get there. I've got a, I've got a one. I've got a reaction. And it, it doesn't paint me in the best light either. Oh, good. Uh, Please tell it then. So I went to a tag team tournament in an indie show somewhere in like Manchester, I think. And I was really hyped because the best friends were going to be there before AEW was a thing. But I was like, I love Chuck and Trent. Like, this is going to be great. Trent got injured, couldn't make it. So Chuck had to bring in another tag partner of his called Orange Cassidy, who I just didn't get. And I was like, this is bollocks. Everyone's laughing and cheering. And I'm just like, rubbish, absolute rubbish. Do some wrestling. And now I love Orange Cassidy. And I wish I'd, you know, made the most of it when... Why I saw him last. So that's, that's cool. Mine. You've seen them that's though. Mine. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chuck was uh hanging out at the merch table. I didn't talk to him myself, but he seemed like a really nice guy from us, the interactions I saw. It sounds like I was just watching him talk to people from afar. And I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's mine. That's 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 my one. That's nice. Who's next? I saw Orange Cassidy when he was doing the Chukara thing. He was part of the Gentleman's Club with Chuck, uh, Swamp Monster. Andrew Gulak and yeah it's funny because he's doing the stick he's doing now is the stuff he's been doing for literally years Mm -hmm. so it's like oh now people pay attention to it fantastic so Um, Uh, the one that popped into my head immediately when I read this when I was putting it together was uh, was Backlash and Jinder winning the title Uh, Um, because I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen um, and a lot of people were very, very upset by it. But I just thought it was it was great. In fact, we were we were doing that. It was on the What Culture, wasn't it? Um, I think you were just there in stunned silence, if I remember. I was going, what? Oh, was I there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Even. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I just thought it was great. The, the, the other one, it's not so much a moment, but every time The Rock hit the people's elbow, people went mental, hated it. Absolutely oh. hated it. Yeah, I know, I know. Little right. little smarky Adam-ish. Um, and I was so pissed off about it. And, and despite the fact that I'd grown up watching bloody Hogan doing the leg drop and I didn't have a problem with Scotty Too Hotty doing the worm or Foley shoving a sock in people's mouths, I, I was like, an elbow drop as a finisher? An, el- an elbow drop? I couldn't believe it. It's in the main event. Are you having a lot? And the rock bottom's a bit crap as well, if we're honest, isn't it? What's no. he doing, Matthew? What's he doing? He's trying to deflect from the fact you said that other silly thing earlier with another even sillier thing, so people pay attention to that. Because Bacini's uh, so smart because his mum is so smart. Bo- both of those wrestling moves are, are fantastic. The people's elbow I love them now. Yes. Oh, okay, right, I see. Yeah, yeah, The no, people's the- elbow is like... What wrestling is the people's yeah, elbow? I, I, I get it. I think it was. I was at a time in my life where I wanted to. I don't know. Other people were just doing cooler, more high impact moves. The fact that the Rock had the power to whip his elbow pad off, lob it in the crowd, do that, run for a bit, and then drop a, an elbow drop. And it was a great elbow drop as well. In fairness, an elbow drop to the heart. It makes sense. Of course, he can pick up the win. I was a wanker. All right. What <laughs> silly like, thing did I say earlier? What silly I thing always, did I say? Survivor Series teams. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always I always try I always try to look at it as a bit like the like the piece de resistance. Like they've already been they've already been battered by the other moves. So of course he can get the win with the rock with the people's elbow. I don't know. Yeah. When I was watching it, he was getting wins with the rock bottom. He'd go for the people's elbow midway through the match and get reversed. 
he'd win with the rock bottom. And then after the match, if they were a right wrong and he'd hit them with the people's elbow then. This was sort of like 2000 yeah. times. It was, it was often Triple H who he'd do it to. Hmm. Or Stephanie, because it was different times. <clears throat> nah, she deserved it. But no, you're right, Jack. And I wish I had that logic when I was watching it. Just, I loved it. Because you just, mm. it's just that, it's when you get it and he's like, <gasps> Switch your yeah. elbow. You know, it's like, oh, good and time. then he does the other. He does the other elbow pad. He goes for the one that's not there anymore. If he's done it twice, and then he's like, oh, yeah. silly Dwayne, uh, it's uh, the uh, left one now, lads. Yeah, King's call on that. It's one of the my favorite wrestling calls ever. As he gets quicker, as the the most electrifying move in all sports today. It's the yeah. like, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and when he did it, I forget the type of shoes he had, but. Oh, the slide. Slippy. Yeah. <laughs> he slid and hit it with Bulldog, which is the only good thing of Bulldog's return in 99. Oh. <laughs> Bang. He was like John Travolta. It was magical. <laughs> uh, hmm. See, I like the idea of not being, there sometimes being uh, some differences of opinions in the crowd because it gives it that football match atmosphere. The last thing we did before COVID killed everything this year was go to Dubex Dub for Germany that place where I only like wrestling, as people point out in the comments. <laughs> and this actually spread like some uh, criticism and discussion after the day afterwards, but it was supposed to be somebody's last ever appearance and they were actually really liked. They're not liked anymore because of reasons, but they were against Bobby Guns. And this match went long, but I loved it because I just had an energy drink from bloody hell, another wrestler we can't talk about anymore. Anyway, I found a drink and I drank it and I was hyped because everyone was like, come on, dude, please win. And it was me and all these other Germans going, I didn't come here to bloody Germany to watch this bloody American come over here and take all the fun. Come on, German thoroughbred and all this stuff. And I spent 40 minutes off my head, just the excitement and loving every minute of the passion and emotion all these people had for this because it was like, it was us against these people. And I was turning around and I was being a dick to Daniel Maccabee, a great submission wrestler. We were just watching the match trying to like, uh, and I went, look, Maccabee, look at him. It's like the last time you ever see, bloody hell, I was right there. This will be the last time you ever see him. He'll be working at McDonald's next week. Just you see him. Oh You'll think, you know, I know it is as well. Yeah, I just realized, oh, I'm right. So oh, bad. wow. As so a recovery from his memory, everything else, oh, I didn't even thought about why that. Why have you chosen this one, for God's sake? Because that's why it's great. That's why it's yeah, great to have a negative at the end of it. Oh, uh, like shades of, yeah, not always. And I'm not, I'm not being that one dick who's like, oh, I'm going to cheer the bad guys and boo the guys. Sometimes the difference is the very bad guys. It's great. Well, we know at the time, you know, he was playing the role of a good guy. Um, that's why it's great. This is the worst segment in Color Holly podcast history. I would say it could be anybody. It could be anybody. It's just anyway, be carry They'll no, never carry work on. it out. Cage matches and a thing. It was just yeah. Matthew trying to work out three different He's not on the network. In his head and like We know that much. <laughs> anyway. And if that one's too bad, I'm not trying to be a dick. No, um, no, it's fine. Oh, I know. Leave it. When Lesnar uh, versus Orton happened at SummerSlam, he uh, did that elbow, elbow, elbow thing. Um, I was absolutely shattered because it was SummerSlam and there were... One of the last times I watched a pay-per-view live, that wasn't the Rumble. And I'm just there. I'm hanging out my ass. I'm like, I'm so tired. Can this just end so I can go home? So watching it in the bar. And he started doing that. And everyone went, oh, he's shooting on him. He's shooting on Randy. Oh, my God. And there's blood coming out of his head. And for a few seconds, it looked like it was real. And Randy's like, oh, I'm dead, mate. Uh, and I started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Like, get you, him. Get him. I hope he kills him. I oh, hope he dies. Real? Yeah, no, no, you know? because you know, the, the brief seconds when he started doing it and everyone went, 
and it looked like he was actually shooting on for real. Mm. And for those, for like five seconds, it was like, mate, 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 are you seeing this? And then the referees came in and were like, no, Ryan Brock, stop. And it was like, oh, it's fake. All right, cheers. Yeah, exactly. I, I was I was there for for that um, in, oh, in the arena. Yeah, oh, really? the SummerSlam like? match. Uh, yeah, with the the reaction was was crazy. The most sort of deflated crowd that I've ever been a part of. I just remember people like walking out the arena, murmuring or in silence, oh. and couldn't work out what they'd just seen. Oh, but it was wow. so effective, wasn't it? It was scary. Looks I didn't like love it like you did. It looks like everyone there was a bit of a Marcus Mumford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting anyway, the merch yeah. printed. <laughs> anyway. Marcus, Marcus Mumford in a John Cena like shirt. There we go. There we go. Moving on. <laughs> Playing a foam finger instead of a guitar. <sighs> Good morning slash afternoon slash evening to you bunch of culty lads. It's currently quarter to six. I've been really watching a lot of wrestling matches with crowds in them. It has been such a lovely change of pace from the current product. Most recently, I watched the 2020 Rumble, where Lesnar dominated the first half of the match before being limited by Drew McIntyre. However, I couldn't focus on Brock's domination because I couldn't unsee the tattoo on his chest, which, as we all know, looks odd. I believe you Brits would call it a bit of a wee willy. <laughs> no, I wee willy winky. Yeah, we, we were always saying... A little bit of the willy. So that leads me to my question for you today. If you could choose a tattoo from a wrestler and make the other two members on the podcast get that same tattoo, which oh. tattoos are you putting on your mates? Oh. So, Matthew, you choose one famous wrestling tattoo for Jack and one for Adam. Adam chooses one for Matthew, one for Jack. <laughs> Thanks again for the great wrestling content. What great wrestling con? You're the best thing of pro wrestling that comes out on a Friday, especially Thank when compared you. to SmackDown. Hey, Ooh. stay safe. Trevor from Ohio. Said Cheers, like Ricochet. Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Trevor. Thank you. Okay, so we have to pick a tattoo each. Right. A famous wrestling tattoo. Okay. I've had a chance to think about this. So I'm happy to go first. If Go ahead. Go so I was thinking for Jack... I, uh, I'm going to give you AJ's side tattoo uh. because it's got his, it's got his kid's birth dates below it, <laughs> and it would be the creepiest, weirdest thing to, to have on you. Oh, yeah, not even we, anything for Jack, just actual AJ's like the actual yeah, dates. Yeah, the whole thing oh. with the kid's birth dates on it as well. Oh, no. And then names. In case you ever, you ever, if you ever met him, if you got a chance to interview him, I could just whip your shirt up. Look at that. <laughs> um, uh, and for Matthew, uh, I was going to give oh, you no. Ray, Ray Mysterio's Mexican across the stomach <laughs> uh, because you go to the gym and you shower down afterwards. Oh, and yeah. I like the idea of people oh. looking at you going, "Oh, is he? He doesn't look very." Is, oh, okay. And then uh, hearing you speak as well, I guess you could have, you could be of Mexican descent. Uh, but... I like that. Yeah. That's a good answer. Uh, thanks. Because I could say, I say Mexico. They go, oh, he is from Mexico. Like, <laughs> uh, Right. By the way, for so people, I, just to clarify, because Alex would bring it up sometimes, I think it's a bit passive aggressive. I haven't been oh. at the gym in bloody ages because of, uh, I, I just don't trust them right now. So this is why I look emasculated is because I am. Who, um, who brings it up? I bring it up. Well, sometimes you're like, well, you go to the gym and sometimes I'm like, mate, I look like crap. Do I? <laughs> 
Sorry, I don't know. Like, I'm impression I'm not going to like, you know, Alexander Hammerstone. I'm like, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't bit. mean. Oh. You know what? It's, it's just my insecurity sorry, saying that. You're a good lad. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, and that's why I'd say for my tattoo choice, I would get you. Uh, I know. You can have Goldbergs. Oh. Just Goldberg. Yeah. Because you can yeah. either say then that you're part of the Goldberg family or you're just a big <laughs> fan of Big Bill. What, the, the tribal design on the arm? No, 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 that's too cool. No, the word Goldberg. Very cool. The yeah. word Goldberg. Wait, has Bill Goldberg got the word Goldberg on him? Wait, am I get? Yeah, I thought he did, didn't he? Has he? I didn't know that. I, I mean, thought he was right, but I don't on know. His, on his pubis. <laughs> wow, where have I got that idea from? Yeah, he doesn't have a Goldberg. He doesn't have Goldberg written on him. No. Just in case he forgets his name. Am I getting Goldberg and Perry Sutton? Mixed <gasps> up. Uh, Easily done. Tomato, tomato. I don't even know yeah. how that's possible. They're both, they're both WSW legends. Should be in the whole so thing. So Perry Sutton has got um, Goldberg. Perry Sutton, you can have Sutton. <laughs> He's a Tattoo massive Goldberg. fan. He's a huge, he loves it. There's a complete and <laughs> mess up there. So yeah, yeah he yeah, does. Yeah, Sutton's got it there. Sutton just loves Goldberg. Yeah, well, so you, you have the Sutton. Sutton. Just Sutton, Sutton yes. Yeah. It's, his, it's his name oh. in case he forgets it. I'll just tell people it's my favourite planet. That'll work. Yeah. I love it so much that I've got Saturn written across. Yeah. Sega on the back. <laughs> and for Pachidi, you know Not what? the Harris brothers. Anything but the Harris brothers. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. And for Pachidi. Because <laughs> you, you have such a cool style about you. Talk like about you the most with your the plaid, the leather... The big glasses and the hair. The you need who the Cody describe- Rhodes neck tattoo <laughs> oh, to make the ensemble fully uh, complete. I was going to give that I'll a Pachiti as well. Damn it! I could Fair. not pull that off. Fair enough. You couldn't. Nobody can pull that off. Wait. Uh-huh. Nobody could pull it off. And like it looks that. better with it now. He's evil. Now he's an evil dude. It's like yeah, he deserved that tattoo on your neck. True. But what were you going to pick for us, Jack? Uh, I was also going to give Co- uh, Adam the Cody neck tattoo, uh, but instead I'll, I guess I'll give him the Batista belly button effect. <gasps> nice. It would look no, like yeah. a semicircle the way my belly is right now. <laughs> crumpled down like that. Oh. Yeah, you need uh, a good body to pull that out. Nobody can pull that off. What am I talking about? And for Matthew, uh, have you got any tattoos already? No. With your first one, I think it's only fair to give you the Brahma bull on your arm because I think that'll be nice. You'd Which love one? That. The original the one, one that the Rock had, or the redo oh, to cover the cover oh, yeah. up, didn't Oh, I'm not. I'm, I don't know. Then I haven't even thought about that. Whichever one you'd prefer, probably the big one because yeah, it looks. Fair, I mean, yeah. it's huge. I mean, I would look ridiculous. I go to the gym and I, you know, do you know one? All right, that's enough. It would look, look like a giant Samuel, tattoo, but you it know. would look like Samuel Shaw's tattoo. <laughs> Just covering whole yeah. areas. More tattoo than man, yes. Yeah. Ah. But no, that's, yeah. Or oh, oh, Dexter Loomis, sorry. Dexter Loomis. Yeah. On the on similar subject, are there any tattoos you've seen wrestlers have that you thought, you know what, I might fancy that? Not really. No. <laughs> Never. Ah. I've, got, I've got none though, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'd be so scared for my first one that I wouldn't choose a wrestler's one. I mean, a lot of Alistair Blacks are really nicely done. I wouldn't get them mm. personally. Mm, like, like big... Rock, Rock's bull is amazingly done. Mm. Beautiful looking thing. Romans, I mean, that's all about his heritage though, isn't it? Is that like a family thing? Or is it just a traditional Samoan thing? I don't know, but it looks really, it's really well done mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
those were the questions from the mailbag. Hope you've enjoyed them. And if you think that they were rough, then you... There is one left. It's one of Reese's Pieces, isn't it? No, I, I balls oh, up. Oh, there's two Reese's pieces. So, I'm sorry. sorry I try to be I, proactive in that. There we go. I apologize. Professionalism. It's the Survivor Series one that I've been slagging off for the last 10 minutes. My bad. Right, again. Dear Colaholic peoples, I don't have a joke, pun, or witty anecdote to open my question with. Instead, I wanted to just say, on behalf of all the Cultaholic faithful, I want to give our continued support and big love to Ross. I met him once at a WCPW show. He was pure class, humble, hilarious, and with a heart of gold. We miss you and love you, bud. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Could have said it better myself. Now, as Survivor Series is coming up soonish, I know you'll be flooded with fantasy booking requests around your dream Survivor Series team. <laughs> so I wanted to make one a bit different and hopefully fun for you with certain parameters to assembling your team. Bloody hell, I'm already dreading it. Uh, if you can provide justification for your picks too, it all adds to the fun, and they put fun in inverted commas, so I'm putting it in as well. <laughs> Wow, okay, here we go. Uh, team member one, a member of the Cultaholic office. I've got one, I've got one, I've got one. Go on, I'm Joe. going for former professional wrestler, Richard Tubman. Oh, I thought I mean, Because yeah. he's got the experience. He had a compelling storyline as well. I believe that he was a, well, he, re- he I was going to say he was a Polish guy. He, re- he is a bit Polish in real life also, but they've made him wrestle under a, a dog's name or they'd given him what was the promo it was like they took away my name like a dog and now i'm back and i'm ricky yan or ricky yannick can't remember which one so he's he's all of mine have to be heels now so he's my heel leader of the team yeah i'm just gonna go for big hard men and there's no bigger harder man than sam driver yeah there is (laughs) (laughs) No, but, he's, but, the, yeah. he's, the hard, he's the hardest in the cultaholic office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew? Uh, says who? Everyone. And Sam. Sam doesn't say that. Sam doesn't even say that. I just think no. Sam, Sam's I'm quite tough, tough man in the office, me. Like... He is. He's got tattoos. He's got black hair. I feel like Sam... I feel like Sam... I've never seen Sam in any sort of, like confrontation like that but i think that means that maybe he is because he doesn't feel the need to you know project that so yeah sam's a good shout matthew it's only at this place it's ever been brought up like how hard do you think the, the your colleagues are and could you take them and it's this discussions that i've never <laughs> yeah, thought about until now no hang on i never brought this up but i was off one week recently and you said you could snap me like a twig me yeah. No, no, Matthew said he could snap oh. me like a twig. And he still thinks he could, look at him. And you know what? I remember Tom why Cam- I said that. And you know what? Tom Campbell, the snake, is sat there going like, oh, yeah. Oh, you, you, and I'm you like, know. Tom, you sit there, next to Tom me. There's Tom in the background doing the puppet thing, yeah. Aye, aye. I probably meant as a joke. I would not snap you like a twig. One of those four kick out knew bars. There was, no, I knew there was going to be... No, just a piece of flubber or something like that. I knew there was going to be... <laughs> So riled, so riled up. Again, it's just to get rid of all this tension between so us. So are you saying so you pick yourself? There's an hour. Oh, no, so, pick, someone beat the hell out of me. I know, pick you know Jack. what? Yeah. Then he's... yeah, you know what, Jack? Just, pick, to see you, you, just to see if you you um, can bend. And I wouldn't. Yeah, you'd be good in that. Plus, you've got pick... experience in the ring. Uh, and you know Molina. Uh, 
I wouldn't pick me because Pachidi seen me nearly have a fight once. And I remember Adam saying, I like how honest you were there. Because I just went, the guy was like, you want to fight? And I was like, no, you'd batter me. And he was like, I, I, I would, you rat. And then he walked out. <laughs> he, was a, he was a big bloke, though. He would have. He was yeah. quite big. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't my fault. I was not egging on the situation. There was a Oh, weird... that was on the tables down in the, not the time bar, the one at the Ernest, it was there. Ernest. Oh, it was Ernest. Oh, oh it was God. Ernest. I, with my mate Ben, yeah, yeah. With your mate Ben, stirring yeah. it up in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, three... if, if you know if Tom was there, he'd be there going, no, Jack, I think you can take him. <laughs> no, He's nothing. Tom, yeah. Tom would be out the front selling tickets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, no, not Tom. Uh, Adam's friend Ben. So what happened was these three like drunk blokes had come into Ernest, which is often quite a young kind of artsy sort of musicy vibe. It's quite a cool bar. It doesn't normally have people kicking off in there. And it wasn't even that late in the day. And one of these blokes was like kicking off at the poor bar girl because she didn't want to put on a song that he wanted to put on. And then she refused to serve him because he was being really aggressive. And then the only other people there who could help her, I imagine her turning around and seeing me, Pachiti, and his mate. None of us who, like, none of us look, just all stood there like, we can save the day. <laughs> but if Sam Driver had been But there. if Sam wasn't there, yeah, it was just us three. So. But there, was three of us, there was three of us and three of, the, uh, three of those blokes. So it would have been a, a massive Lucha-style six-man jumping off, Hurricane Rana's off the bar. It would have been fantastic. But instead, they just left and then the police were called. (laughs) Fantastic. Anyway, team member two, a British politician. Oh, Prescott be Prescott for me. Prescott. Oh, Oh, yeah. Good shout. I was going to say that. That's why I jumped in so fast. Yeah, well well done, mate. And why is that, Jack? Because he's hard as balls. That's right. Yeah. I've got no no other reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Paul Golding, who isn't really a politician. He's just a big racist thug. Uh, Britain first, but he is he is legit a big lad. Uh, I, I, I certainly don't support him in any other way, but if I was assembling a Survivor Series team, then Paul Golding would be um, on there. Been in prison. Oh. Uh, I'll go with Neil Kinnock. Uh, he can cut a promo and then he can lay down because he's used to losing. <laughs> Oh. Simple job there. Team number three, a daytime TV host. Oh, Ooh. go on, Jack. Uh, Steal the good not, one. Not, not Richard. Uh, it's got to. I, I guess. I suppose I'll go for Eamon Holmes, but I'm not feeling too <sighs> confident about it. Were you going to go for Eamon? Now, yeah, yeah, he's built. But I've gone for him now, so I'll have to. I'll have well, to what, stick what's him on happened now? Well, he's, he's old now. I'm the, I, when oh. I picture Eamon Holmes, I think prime Eamon Holmes, uh, yeah. what, 15 years ago when he was... Yeah. Sky News Eamon Holmes. Mm. I'll, I'll go for Eamon still because I've jumped in there and it serves me right. I'm going to take Richard Osman from BBC's Pointless oh! because he is oh, a that's big a good lad. One. Six, six foot five, oh, isn't he? He's massive. Mate. I think he's taller, you know. Two, uh, I, I've looked this up in the past... For on one of the streams, and he was over two meters. I think it was two oh one. Oh, that's taller tall. than six five. Is it? Yeah, they call well, Peter Crouch two meter Peter, and he's like he's like six seven or something. Yeah. Matthew, you doing the math? No, I'm seeing who else does two daytime TV. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from those two, uh, six foot seven. 
Jeez oh, Louise. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? The guy who presents the show that you just mentioned, uh, Pointless. Alexander, Alexander Armstrong. Armstrong. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a big lad as well, isn't he? Dwarfed he's got by that, Richard, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I th- he, is he skinhead? No. He's got a shaved head. No. Oh. Yeah, Alexander Armstrong. No, he doesn't. Does he not? He's bald, isn't he? He's just going bald, but he's not got a shaved yeah. head. Oh, okay. Apologies. Strong. Unless no, he's he has even... recently. Unless he's no, recently. No, he don't. no you're, you're completely right. So. Yeah, he's got, he's got, yeah, he is going bald though. He's a bit, he's a bit of a, like, have at it. You always like an old sign. Like I, I see him as like an yeah. old timey, like. Yeah. You do yeah. that boxing thing where it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a hard man's face. Looks like he's he been has. through a few things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good he's champion. the most like he's the most Oxbridge like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but okay. Team member four, a cartoon character from your childhood. God, uh, the green Powerpuff Girl. She's the hardest one out of the Powerpuff Girls, and they are magic. So there we go. Well, they've got uh, superpowers. I'll take Cow from Cow and Chicken. Oh yeah, oh. The, Super um, Cow. The, yeah, Aristot. What is it? Aristotle. No idea. Ar- probably, yeah. It's probably Spanish. Racist, but yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, she's got the old the um, uh, the gimmick that she could do, and yeah, sort of superpowers again. Or she's just really hard when she's got the the cape on. Um, but yeah, big lad. Uh, oh, big lad. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Nice. Oh yes. Fantastic I mean, it might be show. a bit awkward at the start of the match with where he's he's going to check him for foreign objects. He touches his toes. <laughs> he goes in the effing ceiling. Uh, it's not going to do much, but. Uh, team member five, a final one, a wrestler with the same name as you. Actually, with the first name then. Jack Briscoe. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, should have thought about it. We oh. talked about this the other day. Not yeah, age. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Ad- oh, big lads. Adam Scher, uh, Braun, Braun Strowman. Oh. Mm. Uh, Mafu Hardy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because you can slap a tornado. You can drive and- I've heard that rumour, yes. Well, that was a fun Survivor Series thing. The first of many to come in the next few weeks, I imagine. And this guy says, I'm not going to tell you mine, so Mafu doesn't have to pretend he cares. Winking, <laughs> winking emoji. Oh, okay. I would have enjoyed this, to be honest with you. But if you do want to send us in, please uh, please do. Thank you for the hours of entertainment you bring. There's so many every single week. All the love in the world. A fan. Oh, thank you, pal. Oh, or palace. Well, thank whatever. you. Well, those were the questions. If you thought they were naff, well, I'd like to see you do any better by sending them to straight at mailbag at gulaholic.com. Now it's time for the segment so good that they stole it for another YouTube. Oh, we don't do that anymore, do we really? Anyway, it's Reese's Pieces. Topecon bonjour, lads. It was getting more ridiculous every week. After the obscene amount of tag team breakups we have seen lately, it inspired me to submit this unique Reese's Pieces entry. Q, 40 of the fans emailing in the same idea, it says <laughs> in brackets, I will offer up two team splits slash betrayals from the past, and you choose which is your preferred. All right, and it's Reese's Pieces, so we'll go fast as thought first. We'll go, we'll go with Jack first, because we love him so much. Then Pachiti, then me. Okay, so... Triple H kills DX by betraying Shawn Michaels, Raw 2002, or Triple H betrays Daniel Bryan, SummerSlam 2013. 
Oh, the SummerSlam 2013 one was fantastic. 100%. Love that. Yep. What they said. Triple H portrays Seth Rollins, Raw 2016, or Triple H gives the thumbs down to Randy Orton, Raw 2004. Again, the, the latest one, because that Orton one was more a sign of like a failed babyface turn to me. Mm. Uh, thumbs down. Mm. I'll give the thumbs down because it then set up the Batista turn where he did the thumbs down and it was awesome. Kevin Owens attacks Sami Zayn, NXT take our uh, evolution, or Champa wipes out Gargano, take our Chicago 2017. <laughs> They're both very good, but the Champa one, I think, because what happened? Was that the one where the signature had came up? And the, no, yeah. it was the this is my moment or something. And he throws him into the back. There was that one, wasn't it? I think this isn't. One, yeah. There was two. There was the one where he came back and attacked him with the crutch, but it was the one before that where they just lost to AOP. The better one and, was the corner graphic where he throws him into the LED yes. screen. When he says this isn't, this wasn't our moment because they've lost, and he thinks he's mm. just saying it. And he goes. It's, it's my moment. Like yeah, that's uh, that one for sure. No, that was um, a lot of match on Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, you know what? I really loved the um, the Owens turn. I thought it was great and it propelled him to like main event NXT star straight away and it just set him up as a massive deal in NXT. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. What Pajit said. Macho Man loses it with Hulk Hogan. So now it's main event. Or Stone Cold sells his soul to the devil himself, WrestleMania X7. Oh, WrestleMania X7. Yeah, forget everything that came after X7. It was mental. Uh, the, the complete opposite. Macho Man oh. loses it with Hogan, setting up one of the most successful WrestleManias of all time, one of the greatest feuds he ever did, against the thing that sucked for months and no one liked it. Just saying. <laughs> fair. Uh, well, it's Owen, a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Owen kicks Brett's leg out of his leg, Rumble <laughs> 94. Or Bret Hart becomes Salty Brett, WrestleMania 13. I love that Salty Brett becoming a thing. The double turn with Austin for me. Yeah, it's the best double turn ever. I, oh, that Owen promo is so funny. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's mania. Salty Brett. It's the yeah, best double turn since Adam Pacitti and Martin Kirby. Oh, fair. Yeah. It's in the same bracket. It's up there. See, it I was genuinely was very good. Yeah. See, I haven't seen that in ages, but I still remember you just stood there and everyone looking at you, and then just you doing the reverse Roman Reigns, just going. Like no, that. He, was no, he was angry. He was no, livid. I was, yeah, I he, came out. It was the next sticks. night. Glow sticks flying everywhere at him. I was I you did the big grin and people were throwing it. That was no, like, I, yeah, I, that I came was... out the next night with a big old grin on my face. Um, oh. But that time, oh. no, I just stood there and then mouthed some things. I don't even know what I said. I think I was going, I hate you. I effing hate you, Martin <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know. You know when you see wrestlers and they just sort of move their mouths? Like, I was doing that. The Rock's brilliant at that. Yeah. Aust Austin's the best at trash talking where you can't hear him. On the way to the ring. What's he saying? I, I wish I did. If I ever get to, you. If I ever get to interview one of those big Archie era stars, I'm, that's what I'm going to ask that's them. What, what, do you, what do you say when you, yeah. That's a good question to ask. Batista performs attempted murder on Rey Mysterio, Bragg and Rice 2009, <laughs> or Eddie turns his back on Rey and is Dom's dad. No, he isn't. What are you talking about? Who wrote that? Smackdown 2005. Uh, the Batista and Rey one. I like the whole, you were supposed to be my friend. Yeah, Batista and Rey. I loved Eddie and Rey and the whole storyline. Just him. I promise I won't say. We'll have this match, and if you win, I won't say. And the next night, I lied. <laughs> <clears throat> the Rock becomes the corporate champion, Survivor Series 98, or Seth Rollins becomes the Messiah and aligns with AOP Raw 2019. 
Oh, oh, the first one's way more iconic. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've got AOP beside where a thing, and that was only a year ago. Christ. Mm. AJ Styles beats up John Cena, Raw 2016, or CM Punk lays the smackdown on The Rock, Raw 1000. Oh, the Raw 1000 one with Punk. I like that one, even though it led to a very frustrating title change. That's him going for the people's elbow and Punk taking him out, right? Mid-move. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to say Styles beats up Cena because I disliked Punk turning on The Rock because The Rock interfered and was being a dick and Punk hit him. And we're like, oh, Punk's a knob because he like, he doesn't like, he's like young Pacitti, he didn't like the people's elbow. But I'm like, no, The Rock interfered in the match. Yeah. P- Punk did nothing no. wrong there. No. It just number nine just says pick your favorite big show turn out of all <laughs> four hundred and thirty-seven of them. That's a good um, one, Literally uh, they, they don't pop into my head. There's been so many of them that they've blurred yeah. into one. There you go, yellow shirt, big show. That was a turn, right? <laughs> yeah. Was, was the one where he came out and chokeslam Cena into the spotlight? Was that a turn or was he already heel? I think he was heel. Uh, he was um, already heel. Was that uh, extreme rules? Or TLC. Uh, back, backlash. Something like that, yeah. One backlash. Of those, one of it was those, the one Edge. Of those, um, last Man Standing Match. Last Man Standing Match, yeah. Okay, uh, then I will go for when he joined the NWO. There we go. I've gone for an old one. I don't, I don't even know if that was a turn. It was. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Have you got any one, Pachiti, or...? A yellow shirt. Ye- yellow shirt one, yeah. Oh, you've been serious. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go that. with... I love that I got mentioned <laughs> twice now. Uh, I'm going to go with Big Show assisting Vicky Guerrero to take out Undertaker. Oh. And then they became a thing. So I actually went mm-hmm. somewhere fun rather than just, ah, Big Show's a big you-know-what. Chris said Big Show turned. No, no, I was going to say something about his Netflix contract, but that's a bit harsh. Paul Bearer <laughs> blinds The Undertaker, SummerSlam 96. Did he blind him? Uh, or Heyman ditches CM Punk, Money in the Bank 2013. Uh, was that with the light beam coming out of From the, the urn. urn? Oh, well, then the punk yes. one, because Heyman did it really well. When he slams him at the ladder. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. yeah same. I'll go with Pair of Blind and the Undertaker because that then gave us Kane. Okay. Uh, uh. Dean Ambrose, Not on This Night, Raw 2018, or Festival of Friendship, Raw 2017. Oh, fe- Festival of Friendship all yeah. day. You know what? I didn't watch Festival of Friendship for about two months. Oh. Didn't, didn't see it when it happened. I don't know. I, I think I had a very busy week and then I just never got around to it. But it is Festival of Friendship. It's, it's, it's amazing. Really missed yeah. out there because that's a, a big moment from the last like 10 years even. Mm. I'd say so. Seth Rollins ends The Shield, Raw 2014, or Shawn Michaels makes Marty Jannetty the Marty Jannetty of wrestling, Wrestling Challenge 92. That's not fair. Uh, just because... I wasn't around for that one. I'll go for the more modern one. And it's set up WWE's main event scene for the next decade or so. So I'll go for that Seth Rollins turn, even though it's the wrong answer. No, that's a fair... I think that's a really fair point. I'll go Michael's Gennetti because it meant more to me as a kid. I'll go with Rollins ending the Shield. Oh, sorry. No, go on. I'll go with uh, Rollins ending the Shield for the exact reasons Jack said, yeah. Gave us the two main eventers that that we absolutely Mm -hmm. needed in 2014, so... And all that happened with Michaels and Marty Jannetty was Marty Jannetty coming and going and getting fired three times, I think, in one year. Mm. Good times. Bonus question. Hulk Hogan is the third man? Or Adam Pacitti cost Martin Kirby? Adam Pacitti cost Martin Kirby? <laughs> I knew Hogan it was coming. I, I, uh, yeah. I'll take Hogan to not be self-indulgent. But I am better. 
and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hope I've not missed anything glaringly obvious. And I apologize. I'd include such classics as Titus O'Neil turning on Darren Young or Big Cass squashing Enzo Mori. Maybe right. next time. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. All the best. Owen from Near Leeds. Thank you. Cheers, Owen. Thank you very much, Owen. And if you have any other Reese's pieces, they have to be from Leeds or even near Leeds, anybody can send them in. Please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The wow. What a great socially distanced and legal podcast. And there's still one more big question to go. And that is, of course, what will be the best match at WWE Class of Champions this Sunday? No, it's not Clash of the Champions. That was WCW. It's Clash of Champions. Gold Rush. And oh, yeah. to help you out. About that. Yeah. Oh, Gold Rush. Oh. To help you out, I have the... Where's the card? No, no, no. The card, according to the loyal people at Wikipedia, Asuka <laughs> versus Zelina Vega. <laughs> not that one. No. Uh, what? What? Well, I thought you were going through it and we were going to say maybe this one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, that's a very good thing to be doing. I thought I was going to read them out then say afterwards, but that's even better. Asuka versus Alina Vega. No, not no. that one. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match. Uh, no. Oh. It's, it's an ambulance match. They're just bad. Oh, hey. Shane yeah. McMahon, I think, uh, had a good one. Yeah. Once. All right. Yeah. But they're generally just bad. <laughs> oh, I bet they put on a, a bloody banger. I bet they don't. You're right. But it might be. It's it's a maybe for me. It's a maybe. I think it would, I think it's going to be bad because the title's not going to change hands. Because imagine having a world title change Ooh. in an ambulance Ooh. match. Oh, that's the very reason I think it is going to change. Same. Next, it'll be greater predictions. <sighs> Next, we're changing via a lumberjack match. Have you gone for Orton, Adam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, the boys. How way? Right. I love what you do, Jordy. Roman Reigns. It, well, wait, it's the way. It's the. Is is the is the emphasis on the wrong syllable or something? There's something really wrong about it. Jeff Hardy Howie. does Jordy. Howie. 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 Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Yes. Yeah, not, that- for, not from a wrestling standpoint, but as, uh, how how entertained I'm going to be by any of these matches, that's the one, I think. Yeah. Even if it's a squash. Even if it's a squash, I just think it'll be a, a hell of a lot of fun seeing a man batter his cousin. Especially when Rikishi comes out. Yeah. It's going to be wicked. Yeah. <laughs> they can do the too cool like, dance with him in a, a casket. In a casket? Brian well, yeah, like the like, like the... What? Brian what I Christopher. I said the too cool I mean, thing. Yeah. He was in too cool. He was yeah. Brian Christopher. Not actually too cool. Dead. I know one of them's dead, but oh, no. Oh, like, right. Oh, God, I thought he was doing a horrible joke. Did I just do that really horrible? I'm very, no. <laughs> a lot of people, this is like you pooing in the bag, Matthew. A lot so, of people no. just got the wrong end of the stick uh, there. So wait, I apologize. Well, you know the famous meme going on. Oh, yeah. Too cool could do that. And I said too cool, so you're talking about the actual too cool. So wait. You mean the Usos? But there's no, it's not a cast Who's left? Or do you just think just because? No, because Jay Jay's going to get battered. Right, right, right. Got it. You look flattered. Yeah. Yeah, right. Taking them out of the back like that. Yeah. I'm so glad we got there in the end. I'm so pleased. It's like the point out to everybody that English is my first language. Uh, I'm just <laughs> He's Mexican, <clears throat> did you know? Look at his stomach. He is Mexican. <laughs> Bailey versus Nikki Cross. 
No, I think that's more of a an angle, isn't it? Maybe. I think the match will be fine, but I don't think it'll be one of the best matches of the night. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Grr, for the- last about a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll somehow end with Lana getting put through a table again. <laughs> She's there. <laughs> She's there. <clears throat> uh, Cesaro Nakamura against Lucha House Party. Yes. Top tier. Match of the year candidate. It's going to be cinematic as well. They didn't tell you that, but it's going to be one of the cinematic ones. It's a huge scoop. And then... He's gone. Jack. He's gone. Uh, it's obviously... Yes, it's certainly not going to, to be that. It'll be a good match because they're four really good wrestlers. But... Come on. Mm. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Who is the rightful owner of the IC title? Ladder match. Could be. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. It's a ladder match. Let's see what like going to do. What do you think Jeff's going to do if he does something mental? Will, will it be, first of all, will it be Jeff doing something mental or is Sami Zayn, the younger man, going to take one for the team? It'll be Jeff. Yeah, probably will, won't he? He's nuts. Jeff. Because <laughs> Jeff likes this. Jeff yeah. likes doing the dumb stuff. I'm sure some things like mm. they might do something like that protects him. I, oh, it's not false count anyway. But do you remember the match with Umaga where it ended outside and they got on the on the truck and he, he did the swanton yeah. off it and landed on a crash mat? Maybe yeah. that's the way to to do it. But we don't want to see that. We want to see him get hurt. Next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Street Profits taking on Andrade and Angel Gaza for the 14th time in two months. That's the thing. It could be a very good match, but we've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. I, again, three great wrestlers and Angelo. Uh, it, it should be... For, um, oh, come on. Uh, yeah, it should. It, it should, could be really good. It could be really good, but the, the investment isn't there for it to... Even if it is really good, I just won't, won't care that much. Mm. I'll just be skipping the end to see what happens. And then Bobby Lashley... Oh, was this, they have absolutely no order to them, these, these cards. Bobby Lashley in the main event, apparently, uh, against <laughs> Apollo Crews. It's going to be a run-in for Retribution and therefore not a highlight of the show. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Slapjack. <laughs> a fan. Slapjack is a weapon, right? What is a Slapjack? It's yeah, Stevie Ray used to do it. Oats and golden oh. syrup. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I mean, uh, Flapjack is a stupid name for a wrestling move, really, isn't it, as well? Why is it called a Flapjack? Sometimes wrestling moves have little whimsical names, don't they? Like a Boston thing. Crab. Boston Crab. Yeah. Boston Crab. Yeah. Those I, good I, got, wrestlers. I, I, tried, I held a burp in. <laughs> <laughs> it's trapped now. Maybe I'm not as excited as I thought I was at the beginning of this very podcast after hearing the card in full there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I it's, take it's it back, one of those, listeners. There will be highlights because there are some matches looking forward to, you're right. But you're right, with all the stuff going on with WWE, we should be fair. There is COVID and there's a huge outbreak going on. We can't be expecting this A-class a performance from them every time. But what you can expect is A-plus performances from the Cultaholic crew, as they're known as online and in Dirty Circles, because Pachidi will be live streaming, live reacting to this. Sure. I said will. live streaming like you'd be Joe Henry during five star wrestling, put it on Twitch or something, but I'll be there. No, you YouTube.com forward slash cultaholic forward slash live. And next week I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be doing the super late night streams again. So I'm doing raw um AEW Dynamite and SmackDown for one week only. 
And listen to how excited he is, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Good. Is this because you're sick of Crime Watch and... Uh, no, it's because things? we need the money, Matthew. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And speaking of money, the man who is a license to print it, Jack, what have you got for us this week? Uh, wrestlers of the week will be out already. I always do this mistake. I always forget the podcast's not live. So I plug things that are already out. Uh, I'm doing a What Happened At review of the show after Clash of the Champions that same night. And I'm also filling in for Tom on Raw Graded. So there we go. Awesome. Matthew, what are you uh, got coming up? Not much. A new watch might be coming out. It might not be. Who can tell? And okay. I would like to plug OSW doing their little videos instead because I like them so much. Lovely bunch yeah, of I lads. love them. Or I could... Nah, you know what? They're a good bunch of lads. Another lad who's lovely, Mr. Tom Campbell, who does the podcast with me about SmackDown. No, no, not recent SmackDown, that'd be insane. About SmackDown from 2000. That will be listenable and clickable every Tuesdays, I believe, on the SmackDown audio outlets, which you can find say, here. I say here, it's not. It's not on you. It's not on YouTube. Search Cultaholic on Spotify or iTunes and yeah. you'll find it. It's all there. I, yeah, you know how to find things. Can I, just, can I just plug OSW Review because I feel guilty about my little rant earlier? So uh, we haven't got the time, Jack. Okay, right, right then. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> not now, Arthur. That's a more than wise reference there. That's very good. That's very good. Thank it's almost you. as Cheers. old as me. Thank <laughs> you very much for listening to the Colic Wrestling Podcast. You have been watching and listening. Maybe both at the same time. Who knows? Mr. Adam Pacini, Mr. Jack the Jobber, myself. If you would like to ask us anything about wrestling, life, crazy dreams, not Survivor Series teams, going to get enough of them. Thank you very much. Please send them to mailbag.colic.com. And if any reminder, that patreon.com for all your Hall of Fame voting needs. But it's been a very long, very arduous, Spartacus-esque podcast. So I'd like to ask you at home, the viewers, you, the, the three people that watch this far, to please, please, please put your hand down your pants, and I bet you feel nuts. Put your hands at the cameras and at the 123. Join us. Bye. Join we'll us. Take Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 